Looking for something sweet to snack on? King, Queen, and Princess's Sweet Eats got you covered with the original New Orleans-style pralines. From pecan, walnut, almond, and cashew to the flavor that's sweeping the nation. Pistachio. Hit up kqnpse.myshopify.com. Use the code word Gems and Juice to get 15% off of your order. That's kqnpse.myshopify.com. Code word Gems and Juice. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at kqnpse for more information. King, Queen, and Princesses. Sweet Eats. So you qualify. Dynasty niggas. We still on some Jay Z shit, man. The world's most infamous <laughs> Rockefeller Records. Since Rock And y'all got the nerve to mention Drake in the same breath as this man. You don't talk about Drake intros, champagne poetry. <laughs> the champagne poetry compared to the Dynasty intro. Come on, people. Come on, people. We, it's time to stop living lies. Jay-Z the GOAT. Drake ain't close. Let's be real. Let's get it. Who could do an intro like this, man? Just build up to it for a full minute. <laughs> and then just go in. Come on, man. Come on, man. Happy Saturday. You know the vibes, man. Talk to me. Come on, man. Theme song to the Sopranos. Play in the key of life in my mental piano. <laughs> Stevie Wonder with Reason under the do-rag. Intuition is there even if my vision's impaired. Come on. Come on. You want to talk about Drake? Drake? Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm in the Jay-Z mood, man. Six statistical categories. Come on, man. Really story. <laughs> Holla. Jay don't do interviews no more, but still, if he did, they would still be hotter. Oh, of course. <laughs> Goddamn hard. Focus, man. And I'm not afraid of death. I'm going all out. I circle the vultures in the van and I run the block. Run. Pull up in the drop. Pull up. Push up on my money. I'm in great shape, Dunny. I keep jacks jumping. 36 sets like a personal trainer. I teach coke the strip. Let's go. Pumping rock sweats. All white trainers. The ghettos. Billy Blanks. I show you niggas for paintings. Maintain your stamina. Hold for damage. Spot you two rounds. Y'all niggas is amateurs. Mm. The fifth. A deadlift if niggas don't want to get shot then your niggas better squat I dropped your set for rep no need to hit This one of my favorite Jay-Z songs man this was it's so hard, creative man. the, the mm-hmm. way he did this Y'all niggas ain't tired right Come on man I'm all over the place man <laughs> Oh yeah Come on, man. You niggas now tune in to the best motherfucking podcast ever, man. 
let's go. Career crook, nobody rap Brooklyn like me. Jigger man, buy you three. I'm packed looking like me. Stop the fences, baby girls. Drop your dresses. Pop in heaven. Ever since I came through, niggas got the impression. Everything I drop, out of the question. Stop the guessing, it's hot. Flow's proven. I pack cause my dough's moving. The gems are juice in this motherfucker. Spray Standing like you got a cape on you. Fine. You be wearing a black suit a long time. I put your crew in hard bottoms. The priest is like God's got him. He never did nothing to nobody but them boys shot him. Grandish iron, outlandish buying. Bentley coops, not bragging, just simply the truth. We all from the ghetto. Only difference we go back. Back up in D&D on his primo track. Listen. Come on, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Y'all niggas don't know nothing about this. Catch up, niggas. Damn, you fading them, ho. How you giving that? I'm getting a strap. Sick of you niggas with your now and later raps. Hope you get it later. You niggas is caving up. I show you, show how, you to how to do, do this, this son. son. One of one. That means none before it, none to come. The niggas ass rapping is the only one that has it. Come on, man. Come on, man. Five is done. I box you out. I show you how to do this, son. We don't drive X files. We give them the give baby, the baby mamas. mamas. The big top that's shaped like a Kansas chicken snack. Snack box. Cracking when I'm backing out the garage. The 360 drop for raw. Shutting down, down Manhattan. Lights on, daytime. Lights on. Hell yeah, I'm fronting, but you love it. But you love it, though. Receivers. On the low like a Caesar. Like a Caesar. Pay your taxes, y'all niggas hustling backwards. I cop and crash with Jay is a bastard. My jeans is 300. These ain't diesel, nigga. These is a Bring back a diesel jeans, man. It's time. Frozen water on my chest. I show you how to do this. How did niggas say that Drake is better than this, man? No disrespect to Drake. Trey Young on crack, man. That's all I got to say. Trey Young got to get drug tested by the league after that tweet. Come on, man. Shout out to the greatest rapper, man. One of the greatest rappers ever. And he's still rapping to this day, man. Yeah. It's hard to get that goat tag. When you're still pretty much rapping, man. And he he the only one that got it. Definitely, man. And, and you got to keep in mind, since people want to keep the comparisons up, uh, that last track was from Blueprint 2, which was one of his whacker albums. <laughs> and it still had timeless jams on it, man. Yeah. And- we ain't playing nothing from CLB a week later after it <laughs> dropped, man. <Yeah. laughs> don't, don't, don't compare them, man. I, I like Drake. Let's not compare them, we, man. We Come need, on now. We need to have we need to have this conversation about um, certified lover boy again, man. We will because you know we had it. We was in the moment, so we was you know we was feeding off the energy people was giving out with that with that album. But um, if we end up reviewing it again a little bit, going back to it a week later. But now it's like we're we're it seemed like people moved on from it real quick. 
Like I, I hear, I hear the too sexy for myself. Maybe they pushing that for a TikTok thing, and they getting all the uh, celebrities to try to get in on it. But it seems like it's not really doing nothing, man. <laughs> no, definitely, man. And, and, and I can tell because even like I said last podcast, the the biggest defenders of Drake are even walking it back. DJ Academics, maybe the number one Drake stand on the internet right now. Even he went back and said, hey, you know, I can see why. Basically, in his words, because he's not trying to get on Drake's bad side, but he basically said in his own way that the album was disappointing. He worded it by saying, well, the, the hardcore Drake fans love it, but the casual ones don't. And most of us are casual fans of everything. So, yeah. but even the hard, I mean, hardcore anybody going to like whatever. You exactly. A hardcore um, Jim Jones fan is going to, you know, pump up whatever he put out. So that don't even make sense. <laughs> exactly, man. And, and yeah, he, he even he admitted there was no like no undeniable jams on the album. Yeah. And I think we all agree with that. There's nothing that there's no nice for what. There's no God's plan. There's no uh, starter from the bottom. There's nothing like that on this album, man. So yeah, the only one that you could really point to, and and that this probably wasn't even a popular song on there, is the "Too Sexy for Myself." That's the only one. Yes. You could go to and say, hey, I can see that you know doing something in strip clubs or on the radio or something like that. But that's that's kind of pulling teeth, man. That's a stretch. And I mean, they're 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 gonna force some hits, and and I don't want to imagine that. Like, look, the numbers are still ridiculous for this album. People are listening to it. I saw that Dallas Cowboys tweet where all the players came out and they said Drake or Kanye, and everybody was like, "Man, Drake," you know, because I feel like he makes music for them. Yeah. He makes music for early twenties NBA and NFL players and people who are living that lifestyle, but. Yeah, but see, I think it's a strategy there, too, because, I mean, how many people actually hang out with Kanye? That That's a good point, too. I thought lot, about that as well. Drake is very friendly when it comes to athletes. He, hang, he had Kawhi Leonard in his video, man. Yeah. So I think a lot of athletes, um, they're, they might have more of a personal relationship with Drake. Or if they don't, they could. Very true. So I think that play a part in it too. Not not to mention all the shit Kanye been saying and going through. So people probably you know don't really fuck with Kanye like that. And, and they it, even if they do, they probably won't say it. Over they will over Drake. Yeah. So it's a lot of benefits. Uh, you know, being on Drake's good side. Yeah, being being a Kanye fan doesn't really do anything for you in this current climate at all. It don't. Like you just got to stand on it. Almost like being a Nicki Minaj fan at this point. Yeah, you gotta just stand on it in the face of everybody pushing back at you for the reasons why Kanye is whack. So, yeah, yeah, you really gotta be about the music, man. But mm -hmm. we, we will revisit. I don't think I'm ever gonna say the album is pig pen stats. I'm not gonna go nah, back on my rating. It's, yeah, it's not a bad album at all to me. Yeah, but like like I said, what's different from the previous album? Exactly. But and, we we will revisit that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll revisit it it's, at the end of the year. I, yeah. I'm interested to see how it ages. Yeah, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting. You mentioned how it did numbers. I thought it was interesting how, um, you know, he killed Kanye in the first day numbers. Mm -hmm. But after that, it seemed like it dropped significantly. 
it dropped a lot. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that's, you know, good or bad, but I thought it was interesting. I wonder if people just got tired of it or they, you know, they just kind of moved on or was it that, you know, um, the way Kanye released his album, how he released it unexpectedly and those numbers were kind of low. And more pe- the more people that started saying, hey, this album was actually good, this album fire, and the numbers actually went up throughout the week rather than Drake dropping his on the day he was going to drop it. And people, you know, everybody went to it, and then after that, that was it. I mean, Kanye's album is far more replayable. That's one thing. I think, yeah, Drake went from like 660K first week to 220K second week, which is still good numbers for any other artist. Yeah. But yeah, that's a huge drop off, man. For him, yeah. And that's one of the bigger problems with the uh with the album itself is the fact that you know, I looked at I look at Certified Lover Boy and there's no song I really want to go back and listen to where I got like two or three or four songs from Donda that yeah. I'll look at and instantly want to listen to when I look at the track list. Mm. So yeah, I think that's the biggest issue with CLB, but we will revisit it. I know we talked about it for the past three podcasts now. Yeah. We will revisit at the end of the but, year when we do but, our year-end wrap-up. Yeah, long story short, man, Jay-Z is still a GOAT, man. Of course, yeah, of course You can is. still go back to this shit. It's like, damn, he really just said this? Yeah. Because I was listening to um, Lyrical Exercise yesterday, and like I said, that's one of my favorite songs, but just listening throughout the whole song and the theme he had of the working out, and how he related working out to, you know, drugs and uh, rapping and shit like that. I'm like, damn, this is fucking insane. Like, how did your brain just do some some shit like that? So everything you saying, you relating it to working out with push-ups, deadlift, squats, and all this shit. But you relating it as a rapper or um, dealing drugs. I'm like, man, this... That shit was amazing, man. I know it seemed like a simple idea, but the way he did it was amazing, man. I'm like, damn, this shit is crazy. I had to rewind it a couple times, like I never yeah. heard it. But I just don't. I don't know if Drake have anything like that. He doesn't, and I feel like because people, I think we've talked to uh, Kevin Walker, and he's said the same thing. We talk about how Drake has nothing to say, really, and kind of talk about the same shit every album. He brought up, you know, Jay-Z talks about the same shit, too. And, yeah, to be fair, he does. But the way his mind works it to sound different every time is what makes him special. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he talks about crack. Yeah, he talks about selling and rapping. But the way he words it, like the Dynasty intro, man, I still to this day don't understand how he worked those Stevie Wonder metaphors in and all this crazy shit yeah. into an intro, man. Mm-hmm. just the way his mind works around the rhymes is what is missing from rap period these days man to be yeah. honest yeah. and drake yeah drake will say some things in creative ways he has some creative metaphors too but it's really like just it's more formulaic yeah. you know it's more formulaic and it's not as lyrically impressive as when jay does it at his yeah. peak because yeah. he was a monster, man. Yeah, and you got to remember too, Jay Z is a hood rap. He was a hood rapper. Yes, and he got huge, and, but he stayed a hood rapper. I know he had some questionable songs towards the, you know, toward uh, I guess as of recent. But during that dynasty shit, he it was a hood rapper, man. But he was just up there with the, well, as he said, the Eminems and the um, Nellies. 
And we, I mean, what hood rapper do you know that's up there like that? Yeah. Like the ones we got up there now is the Drakes, who, you know, who appeal to all, you know, genres pretty much. Drake ain't the hood rapper who, you know, yeah. just make nothing but hood shit and competing with, you know, the Beatles and, and shit like that. Yeah, and, and Jay's story is just more interesting, man. I, I got to say, it's just more interesting. Yeah. I feel like Drake, because Drake always does that, too. He does that, remember when I was broke, remember when I was down. But that was so long ago, and he yeah. was a, like he was an actor at in his teenage years, man. Yeah. So he didn't have that really. I, I'm sure he struggled at some point in life. But it's nothing like what Jay-Z went we, through. We actually seen Jay-Z. It's, it's actually stories out there. Yes. It's people, you know, it, it, it's out there that he was trying to get signed. And nobody would sign him. So what did they do? They created their own label. Truly independent, man. Yeah. And he had his group. Like, you could go to his group of people that he was with. And they would tell you, like, damn, this dude was really talented. And, you know, for some reason, they didn't want to sign him. So we did all this shit ourselves, and, you know, we did the street shit, too. And it's like a cool—it could really be a movie. I don't, yeah. I don't know if Drake can—we could have a Drake movie. He's going to try to make one at one point, but, yeah, it, it would be kind of corny. Yeah, because, shit, we was laughing—man, people was laughing at Mob Deep. They was laughing at Prodigy for even yeah. <laughs> going to um, tap dance school. And that, that kind of hit him a little bit to me. But uh, it's just, it's not the same now, man. <laughs> it really isn't, man. And, and yeah, I think Jay just had a more interesting story. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, but yeah, I'm tired of the com comparison. Got to stop now. I know people like Drake. I know if you in your 20s, you're going to be a super Drake fan. But nah, let's not, let's not throw stones at the throne yet. Yeah. Uh, so enough of the Jay-Z dick rod session. Uh, I, one more Jay-Z topic, though. I don't think we really gave proper appreciation to Blueprint last podcast. Yeah, we it was, I meant, it, to, it we was, meant to talk about it, too. But. Yeah, we got off track, man. Yeah. It was a busy podcast, man. A lot was going on. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was the 20th anniversary of Blueprint. Of course, famously dropped September 11th, same day as the terrorist attack in 2001. And still was a hot-selling album, man. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be stopped by Osama bin Laden himself, man. He still went on to sell one of the classic albums, one of the best albums he ever made, one of the best albums of hip-hop history, in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, it, uh, 20 years uh, to the, to think, what other rapper could do that, really, if you think about it? Like, let's say if there was, like, a 9-11 part two, what mm -hmm. other rapper would still have people going to record stores in the midst of a terrorist attack and say, sorry, man, I got to get that new, uh, Drake could, could Drake draw attention from a terrorist attack to sell yeah, a million or whatever he sold first week. Yeah. I don't know who could do that, man. To be honest, in this day and age, I feel like these labels and artists are scared to do anything like that. They'll probably be like, nah, let's push this back. They'll, they'll use the shield of, Hey, we, want to respect everybody and you know we don't want to put it out now but if it was a thing where they say hey let's put this out right now you know, I don't care let's put this out right now I don't know maybe Kendrick I I, I don't know who would um really succeed dropping on a, a, a day like that 
Yeah, man, it's tough. And and it's easier in the streaming era, too. But you wonder, like, especially with the way we're all plugged into information. Yeah. I don't think any artist could drop today and, and draw attention away from a terrorist attack. And I yeah. think people actually got to go to record. People, we were getting took and, out of school. Yeah. People were coming home from work. And, this and then is people a New still York, made their way. This is a New York artist, too, by yes. the way. So, you know, you know, New Yorkers was excited about this album. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is crazy. We had to go, yeah. we actually had to go to the store to get this album. <laughs> so, so it wasn't like we could just play it to our, uh, play it on our phone. We actually had to get the physical copy of this album. Yes, yes. That's why these streaming numbers don't mean that much to me, man. Like, yeah, I get that. It's you have to have some kind of metric to see how people listen to music, but streaming and physical sales will never correlate to me, man. Yeah. You can I don't care. Don't don't tell me this nigga sold more than Michael Jackson, man. Just don't tell me that, okay? Because it's yeah. not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. If Michael Jackson dropped in the streaming era, he'd do a billion first week. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't give me these Fugazi streaming numbers. I don't want to hear it no more, man. I don't want to hear you sold more than the Beatles and Michael Jackson and Elton. No, no, yeah. nah, it ain't the same, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, but, I, I agree, man. And um, with the streaming shit, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, to me, I, and I, the part that kind of get me is them saying, oh, Drake just broke a record for most streams in a day. And it's like, when did this record start? I mean, yes. <laughs> like 2010, 2011. When did we actually start Shoot. keeping count of this? It's it's like to me, it's like you know, if you watching the NFL and and somebody say, "Oh, they just broke a uh, this team just broke a record for the most challenges uh, won <laughs> in a game." It's like this shit just started like five or six years ago or, or, or ten years ago. So I, I just hate that because they did that all week with, you know, oh, Kanye just broke a record for mm-hmm. most strings and, you know, in Apple history. And then they did the same thing with Drake. It's like, man, like, do this shit really matter? Or is it just these labels putting this stuff out to make their artists look good? No, nah, no, it 100% is that, man, especially when the artists have deals with the uh <laughs> streaming services yeah like you, you you can't believe this shit is all 100 genuine man and it is a huge difference between you paying 9.99 a month and listening to an artist who you're already paying for this subscription you're not paying to listen to that artist specifically and then even before this streaming era took off but you had to go on itunes and buy an album for 10 bucks yeah i respect that more me too than this era man so yeah. It's not the same. It don't correlate. I don't care yeah. about the streaming records. It don't mean nothing to me. Yeah, because we actually had to go out and get that artist we want. We because shit, we listen to anybody at yep. this point. If anybody drop an album, we could just go right to our streaming service and just listen to their whole album. Go to the next album. Go to the next album. But before it was like a it was like a life decision, man. Yeah, <laughs> you had you only had ten bucks, maybe twenty. And you ain't about to spend twenty dollars on music, so you you like either this or this. Like, which one am I going to get? So that to me that make a big difference. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that Jay was going against the biggest bootlegging era in music history. Yep. Man, it was so easy to download an album or pay somebody five bucks for the album. Mm-hmm. Nobody steals music anymore, really. 
Yeah. Like that's very understated. Nobody goes on LimeWire anymore to download because you don't need to. You it's only 10 to. bucks a month to yeah. have a music subscription. Every, anybody can afford that, man. So yeah. nobody steals music no more. So yeah. you got to factor that in too. They were, they were going against a lot in the industry uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. to still sell a million the first week or close to it was a huge feat, man. It is nothing we like we've seen ever since. So yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, man, had to get our Jay Z love fest in there. Like yeah, we said, man. twenty years since uh, Blueprint. So happy anniversary, Blueprint. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, lots a lot of careers. Kanye might not be around if it weren't for that album. So. Mm-hmm. Very special time. So, so, um, la- last day, uh, when you listen to that album, do you listen all the way through, or you? Got- oh hell no. Okay, it, it, it's it's funny because this is a classic album to me, but this is an album where I got to skip around, man, because it's a bunch of <laughs> songs on there. It's just like, ugh, what was he doing making this song? That jigger, jigger, that nigga jigger. Yes. It's just like, oh, skip. It's a couple on there where I'm just like, skip. Ace to the Izzo did not age well either. I don't yeah, like Ace that song, man. Uh, for Sheezy, my kneesy. Uh, that hook was terrible, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, to me, it, it, it's not like Reasonable Doubt where you could just put it on. Yes. And just go in the other room and not grab your phone. But um, it's amazing how this album really changed shit. And it's a couple skips on there like that. <laughs> it did, man. It did. And it, it ushered in a new era of production as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing Jay-Z don't get enough credit for, the fact that he switched producers and experimented with new sounds every album. Something I think Drake needs to start doing because he'll do that for his mixtapes or projects. Yeah. But his albums are always 40, you know, boy wonder back then. And the current production team he has now, you gotta. I think next album he's gonna switch up the production team. Yeah, I think he has to at this point because the sound's getting a little stale. Yeah, I was, he need to go for the big dogs, man. Go for the Timberland. Go for I, I, for some reason. I guess he's not working with Timberland. I don't know what it is, and but I say go for the big dogs, man. Go for the Just Blaze. Go for the Timberlands. Mm-hmm. Probably won't go for Swiss Beats no time nah, soon. Nah, nah, and he, he don't, don't, need, he don't to. need to. Yeah, I mean, he had the fancy song, but um, he, he need to go for the big dogs, man. <laughs> like it's it's cool to branch off a little bit. He one hundred percent does, man. I, I think next album he'll have to, or I think I I, th- I still think Drake. I think knowing who he is and how competitive he is, I think he is bothered by this critical reception that the album is getting. So I think he's going to surprise us and drop a surprise project before the year's over. Mm. He, he can't he can't let Kanye and J. Cole and Kendrick outdo him in any facet, yeah. critically, or he, they're not going to outdo him numbers-wise, but he can't let them the have the... Can't say he got yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, yeah. I think he's going to drop a surprise project by the end of this year, and it's going to be a lot more... Uh, I guess a, a different sound, and he's gonna be a more motivated Drake yeah. in his project. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I can't wait to break all these albums down at the end of the year. Yeah, who had the best? Because he might be man. He might be 
inching. He might be out the top five. He, man. he might he might lose top ten at this rate, man. If more rappers drop and they drop dope projects, I don't know, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how uh, it fares at the end of the year. But anyway, like we said, happy birthday, Blueprint, yada yada yada. Uh, now it's time to get to the shits, man. Let's let's bring it back in the current day. Of course, is listening to Jay Prince. Let the people know what they're listening to right now. The gems and juice. We are back at it. Another exciting edition of the podcast. Man, a lot to break down. A lot happened this week. Uh, a lot we're going to talk about. So, uh, shit, without further ado, man, first off, Figgy, you've been working hard NFL season, cracking mm-hmm. in full effect. Yeah. How you been, bro? How you been holding up, man? Shit, I've been good. You've been working hard, too, man. You, yeah. You part of the squad. I, <laughs> I, but, shit, I, I was out there, man. Um it was last week I was out there tailgating and that shit was hot, man. Mm-hmm. It was hot. I was down there tired. <laughs> so um it, it, I ain't gonna lie, it feel good to be back, man. It feel be it feel good to be back out there with the people and you know, with the end result, the Texas won. I wasn't expecting yeah. that at all. And I know it was against Jacksonville, but man, um with with a team like this, you you gotta celebrate the, any victory at this point, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, don't don't get too cocky and say, oh, it's only Jacksonville. Man, celebrate these victories, man. <laughs> I, and I'm saying this as a Browns fan who, you know, at one point they won one game <laughs> throughout yep. the season. So, um, but anyway, it was it was fun to be out there, man. Um, I, I won't be out there this week because it's a away game, but I'll be at the U of H game. So, yeah, yeah they take on Grambling. And, um, yeah, it'd be fun. The newly Big 12 announced U of H, <laughs> yeah, which you sound I don't excited. know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's a dead conference now, man. So now yeah. I don't get it, it's not as hype without put, Texas being there. Yeah, dog. you put, you put, um, uh, as somebody said, you putting, um, a good store inside of, uh, Greenpoint Mall or, yeah, Sharpstown or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not. it's not yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it don't hit the same with all these teams leaving man now it's like the conference on a decline and now like now y'all could get in yeah texas gone um yeah (laughs) oh gone oklahoma gone so now it's like (laughs) who the fuck cares man it's not the same dog but Whatever. I'm still proud of them for making moves regardless. So, I mean, shit. Let me ask you this. This ain't a sports podcast, guys, so don't don't turn it (laughs) off. But um, so uh, a lot of people feel like the coach probably – I forgot the name of y'all coach, but – that uh, fucking geeky white dude, I forget his name too. Hogerson, Dana Hogerson. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people feel like he should be on the hot seat. Uh, if he don't really do good this year, and um, how would you feel if Bill O'Brien ended up coming back to Houston to, to coach the team? Would you? Be I okay mean, with it? I mean, yeah. Look, I don't. I don't think he will. I think his his sights are higher. But uh, I mean, shit. Yeah. College is different from the NFL, man. I agree, man. And look, I know a lot of people feel like he wasn't that, uh, uh, he wasn't a good coach at all. But shit, I feel like he better than, (laughs) I I feel like he'll be better than a lot of college coaches to me. And um, yeah, I would be perfectly fine with having him at U of H 
it, it might suck as, as far as like you know talking to him and shit like that but I feel like he could I feel like he could uh do good at a school like that no definitely man and I, I don't think he was a okay I, it's a stretch to say he was a good coach yeah. I just don't think he was a good NFL coach but yeah. I think his style is much more palatable for the college era man so I think he the problem is he was talking his way to grown men who are making millions of dollars you ain't that you ain't gonna inspire them like this with your fucking angry cursing yeah. tirades man yeah. they ain't here for that look, that shit will hype up college kids man yeah shit, so look, look at fucking uh Urban Meyer yeah ready to quit <laughs> oh hell yeah man he yeah. was looking after one game he looked super defeated on that sideline i'm like yeah. bro this is the nfl you're gonna lose yeah. a lot of games yeah. so you better be oh, prepared niggas in that locker room like man i'm getting a check you ain't about to i ain't listening to you dog yeah <laughs> like nah fuck that yeah he can't just send a freshman home or <laughs> not niggas like man fuck you i'm i'm not doing this <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he. I think he's just there for the rebuild anyway. I think they're gonna they gonna bench, they gonna bush him, they gonna get rid of him once a uh, couple seasons in yeah. if he don't step down himself. No, gonna, so I think he gonna quit. <laughs> yeah, probably he, he gonna quit. Like he, he he always quitting. So I would be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> for real, he quit he, all the places he went to. He quit. <laughs> yeah. So I I can see him saying, "Oh, this is health problems, or this ain't for me, or something." Mm -hmm. Pulling a um, Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, then come right back once a new big college mm -hmm. position opens, and we'll see him again. But yeah, man, uh, shout out to the Texans, man. I mean, shit, yeah. I, I I don't know why that was such a big surprise that they won that game. I definitely knew. I didn't know they was gonna hang thirty plus yeah. on them. The biggest surprising, most surprising thing was the score points. Or the, yeah. the point differential, but yeah. no, I knew like nigga, they threw a college kid out there, man. He, he wasn't ready for that spotlight yet, and he yeah. did play okay. Yeah. But nah, Deshaun Watson lost his first game too, man. They ain't they ain't ready for the NFL right out the gate. Yeah, I uh, I originally be, now on the air I said uh, the test was probably gonna lose, but uh, my original thought was man, Urban Meyer, this his his first game as an NFL coach. With a rookie quarterback, I just didn't see I I see them you know pulling the win off like that. Mm -hmm. But um, as the week got close, as the game got closer, and you know the kicker out and all type of shit, I was just like ah, it seemed like the Texans might be trying to lose. So that's the only reason I end up going against um, Houston. But um, I just you know it's Jacksonville, rookie coach, all these young players. Uh, Urban Meyer, I just, I just didn't see, I just didn't see them, you know, beating the Texans like that. Nah, not not in their house, man. I, I didn't see it happen yeah. either. But I think at the end of the year, it might be a different story. Yeah. If Terod don't hold up, and we got Davis Mills <laughs> under center, uh, they might, it might be the reverse score, man. It might be us with fourteen and then with thirty plus. Yeah. So at that point, I don't know. At we'll that see. Point, they might be trying to tank, man. They That's might, true. They might be throwing all type of people out there and just saying, fuck it. Let's see what we got for next year. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, man. Did you agree with the dude on on the on the TV or, or the camera who had the who needs Deshaun sign up? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey. Yeah, nah, man. I think you, you see the stats about all the games that Deshaun Watson lost the first game of the year. 
Like he lost all the first games of the season, but then the only the only time the Texans won the first game of the season was with Osweiler in like yeah. the past ten years or whatever. Yeah, with Osweiler and now with Terod Taylor. Man, people was talking crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then, the one thing I hate when people do is um, they be like, "Oh, what Deshaun ain't never win us no Super Bowl, so why y'all hype? <laughs> like no shit, man." <laughs> So if that's the case, nobody should be a damn starting quarterback then, or everybody should be gone except for the people that got you to the Super Bowl. So yeah, people were just making this. Oh, he didn't get us nowhere anyway. So why is y'all? Oh, he went four and twelve. Like, duh, like you ain't even giving him a chance with another coach. So like, you, you never know, man. <laughs> now. And I know that, like we say, it's not a sports podcast. So last, last Texans in football yeah. question: uh, Do you think if the if the Texans start, you know, let's say four and three to start the season, they've already matched their last season win total <laughs> in the first seven games? Do you think people gonna be looking at Deshaun a certain way, it trade value wise too? And saying, you know, maybe this dude wasn't as good as we thought he was. Nah, I don't think so. I think I think uh that would be a chance if uh you still had the same coaching staff from last year. That's fair. But this is a whole But are we saying David Coley is better than uh uh fucking Romeo Cornell? I guess he is, but to, to, to be it's on, his first job yeah, too. To be honest, when you look at David Coley, he 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 not sitting there. He, he ain't got his own offense. I say that, but I feel like uh, getting these guys riled up, getting these guys ready. I feel like I feel like that's better than Romeo. I, I ain't saying he know more football or he's sitting there, you know, dialing up plays and defenses and offenses. But as far as like being a motivator, <laughs> kind of hyping people up, it, I feel like that's better than what him or Bill O'Brien been doing. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you got the same offensive coordinator. You got Jack Easterby still running things. I mean, the only <laughs> difference is the GM, really. But I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody thought this team was better than last year's team. Nah. So I don't know, man. We'll yeah. see. This yeah. hypothetical, it's, we don't know how they're yeah. going to start. It seemed still. like everybody a little more loose. La- last year, it seemed like everybody, or I would say with Bill O'Brien overall, everybody was kind of tight. But for some reason this year, it seemed like everybody's a bit loose, a little more positive. And you know, people ain't over there walking on eggshells and all that. So it's, it seemed like like Cully seemed like a really cool dude, man. Yeah. He so does. it seemed like people don't people gonna want to play for him. So um, I think just off the strength of that, I think that make him better than what they had before. I'm not saying he know more football than Bill O'Brien or Romeo Cornell, but it seemed like at the end of the day, when you um, when you're a head coach and you kind of bringing the team together, that, I mean, if you got an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator, and, but you're as a head coach, you kind of keeping this team together. I think that's I think that's very important. <laughs> and you know, he's not the person that's trying to take over everything. He just he just riling people up and you know bringing that positive energy, I guess. And it seems like it's working. <laughs> Could be, man. We'll see. It could be a, a different story if by this time next week, if your Browns come through and uh, uh, crush the buildings on us, man. We'll see yeah. how that goes. Very interesting game. Who you pulling for, man? Um, 
to be honest, I, I will probably I'm probably pulling for the Browns, man. Because okay, okay, the, okay. And I and this is what I do because last last time, um, I want to say a couple years ago when the Browns were bad and the Texans were on that winning streak, I was pulling for the Texans because the Browns wasn't going nowhere. So it would have sucked for them to lose to a team like that. But um, now we kind of know the Texans are in the rebuild mode. And the Browns are, you know, kind of playoff bound. So I'm just pulling for them, man. It, it, it's it's a win win. If, if the Texans lose, it's no big deal. We all <laughs> we all kind of figured it. So yeah, it, it'd be a win win. It's a good way to look at it, man. We'll see. It's gonna be an interesting game. I think this is the first game we'll be able to gauge what kind of team it is and how good they really are. Um, yeah. Because I mean, the Jaguars rookie rookie quarterback, first time NFL head coach. That was that. I don't want to say it don't count because it's the NFL. Every game count, but it's hard to gauge where the team is until they play a more legit team. So yeah. we'll see, man. Gonna be interesting. Yeah, I will say this too. It's it's the NFL. You won't see a whole bunch of blowouts and stuff like that. I uh, I think they will compete. So don't be surprised if you know all throughout the year a lot of these games were close, but they just yeah. couldn't pull it off. So uh, that's how I was when the Browns was zero sixteen. People felt like they were just so trash every single game, but they, people don't realize they was in a lot of games. And just at the last minute, they throw an interception or something like that, and they lose or they lose by three or some shit. So uh, these I think the test is probably going to win a few games. They probably going to be in a lot of games, but just don't finish the game. So, um, yeah, yeah, not that it matter, but – I don't. It ain't about to be no, you know, Alabama versus uh, Joe Blow State yeah. University or nothing. Do you know how hard it is to win games in the NFL, Brian? <laughs> doesn't matter, Brian. Doesn't matter, Brian. <laughs> Division champs three years in a row. Doesn't matter, Brian. Doesn't matter what it looked like. Oh man, one of the more iconic. Well, like by the time you listen to this podcast, everything we just said might be outdated because I'm sure the the game will have been settled by then. So yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll move on and, and go to more current things, man, yeah. and talk what we what we like to talk about best, which is music shit. Uh, I will fully admit. I've broken my streak of listening to a new album every week. Oh, man. I know. I know. I was trying, man. I was digging through the crates, but I saw what <laughs> dropped this week, and I just was not inspired by anything. Uh, the big releases this week were really just one album. Lil Nas X dropped his technically debut album, uh, Montero, which is his first name. I learned recently. I didn't know what Montero meant at first, but that's his first name. Uh, he dropped that album. There was also a uh, album by somebody named Mozzie that social media was going crazy for. I listened to one track and I couldn't get through the rest. So I'm like, <laughs> nah. Um, but you did say you listened to this Lil Nas X album, man. And I want to know your take on it, of course. You know, ignoring the, like, we talk about the boozy shit and all the gay stuff enough. So let's talk about the music, which is what people should be focusing on. Uh, and I want to know where he is as an artist right now because people want to say he was a one-hit wonder after that Old Town Road popped off. And he has been, you know, very, very, very controversial in several ways, but still, he, he's a troll, so that's his nature. But you heard the album. I want to know your take on it, man. What would you think about Lil Nas X debut album, Montero? All right, so um, 
So, like you said, the name of the album is Montero. He had a couple features on here uh, with Jack Harlow, Doja Cat, Elton John. Uh, so yeah. he, he wasn't only in the commercial. <laughs> he was actually on the album. Uh, Mad The Stallion and uh, Miley Cyrus to close the album out. It's 15 tracks on here. Um, it's about 41 minutes. So not that That's long. short. Yeah, short. But uh, I listened to it, man. <laughs> To me, it seemed like it's uh it's it's too much of a pop album to me. He he do some rapping on there, but it's too it's too poppy. It, it's it's not even like a Doja Cat pop album. It's it's way too poppy. Um, I I, I felt weird listening to it for some reason. I felt like I shouldn't even be listening. <laughs> no, it felt like I shouldn't even be listening to it. it. It felt like I just ran across some random album. And uh, was listening to it. I was just kind of like, huh, what is what is this? But um, the production was okay, but it was too cheesy to me, man. It was like, have you heard, you know, have you ever watched the um, like a TV show or movie where somebody in the movie is trying to, uh, trying to be a rapper or aspiring to be an artist or something? And the beats on there be so damn cheesy and terrible. <laughs> Generic, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of remind me of that. It's, it sounds like it, like if I was watching a show and the artist was on there and so you, they give you the most generic beat. And it's like, oh, this is the biggest star ever. That's how I felt. That's what it felt like I was listening to. Um, I, to be honest, man, I, I, I wasn't feeling it at all. And this and I came in listening to this album. When I checked this album out, I'm like, you know what? I'ma just act like this is somebody totally different. And you know, I because I don't wanna it's easy to kind of judge him because of what he do, you know, judge him because he's gay. And you know, it's I tried to blank all that out and just listen to the music, the content. And um uh, I can't lie, man, I really wasn't feeling it at all. Um and then it got to a point where I started listening to the lyrics, and uh, he's very open <laughs> in, mm. in the lyrics. He was talking about um, how he, I guess, he need a man to cuddle, and he he was very he, he had some shit in the lyrics. If you know, if nobody knew who it was and they was listening, they'd be like, "Damn, what the fuck?" So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it at all, man. I ain't really care for the lyrics. I ain't really care for the production. Um, even the features didn't move me. Meg is on here. And that, you know, it, it's, it, it wasn't even good enough for me to go back to that song and hear her verse. Um, the, my, the only positive thing about this album I liked is Doja Cat, to be honest. And I felt it, it kind of made me, her verse kind of made me want to go back to her album and just, you know, listen to it. But um, as far as this album, man, is you know, it's it's not for me. <laughs> I um, like I said, the production is 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 super cheesy and generic and cliche when it comes to um, uh, like hip, I guess rap music. I don't even know if you could call it rap music, but it's super generic to me. And um, yeah, I I didn't like it at all. It was a bunch of skips. It was nothing I really could get through. And yeah, it was bad, man. So I gotta give it 
Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I might get canceled for this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got to give it a pig pen mentality, pig man. Pen mentality. Oh no! Figgy, yeah. you're a bigot. Figgy, <laughs> you're a bigot. You and Boozy I'm are the a, same, man. I'm a homophobic. Yes, you're a homophobe, <laughs> man. You're getting canceled, Figgy. Man, man. <laughs> look, you know I'm, the gays can do no wrong. Yeah, I, look, <laughs> look, man. And I tr- and dog, I tried to go into this album, you know. Tr- blanking all this out, man, because I I do I do think it's unfair where people say, uh, you know, I ain't checking that out. But the first strike to me, it was the the album cover, man. Like looking at the album cover, it's like, damn, what the, f- <laughs> like he's butt naked on his album cover. So it's like, damn, like oh well, you know, I'm gonna block all that out it's because we all <laughs> we always talk about how you know just focus on the music, the lyrics, that you know. That type of shit. And that's when I went into when I was listening to this album. But I, I just wasn't feeling it, man. I, like I said, I wasn't feeling, feeling the production, the lyrics. I, I wasn't feeling that. It, it wasn't for me, man. And this is, and I guess it's safe to say this is more of a pop album. But it, I, I think it's way more better pop albums than this. <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't like, I ain't like it at all. Hmm. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I was I was fearing this was going to happen a little nice. Um, I felt like once you get past the shot gimmicks, once you get past the controversy, I, I was wondering if the music was going to hold up. And it sounds like it hasn't. Um, and I liked his debut EP. Me I actually too. liked that. It had some good songs on it, man. It was more hip hop oriented, I guess. Uh, I had the rodeo song that I still like. With the one with Cardi B annual remix with Nas, I like that song. Uh, but yeah, w- the the music video for that shit where he went to court, you know that that listening to the song Industry period, baby. It didn't, yeah, Industry Baby, it was like, uh, and and the song with the uh, what was the first song he had off this album, the first single, what was it called again? I already forgot the Dancing Naked with the Devil, oh, okay. Mon, Mon, I think it was Montero or something. Or okay. mind something, but uh, yeah, that 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 song to me wasn't old town road parts. Like it didn't yeah. have the hit making ability of that. The only reason people talked about that song was a video. Yeah, you know, get past the video, and it's like the the song wasn't undeniable like old yeah. town road was. Yeah, and usually when you see a video, it make you like the song a little more. Now, yeah. they did that with Drake's on the um too sexy for myself. When mm-hmm. I first heard the song, I'm just like, nah, this ain't it. But once I seen the video, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Okay. But yeah, this one, I don't even remember what song that was. Uh that that uh devil song. And Yeah, I already just, forgot, man. Yeah, the song never caught me, man. <laughs> because usually usually you could get past like, oh, I don't really care for the video, but the song is all right. <laughs> I couldn't even get past that, man. <laughs> I kind of feel like Lil Nas X right now is an experiment to see how far you can go in this type of content and still sell records. Um, and I don't know how the number's going to be. I guess he has a fan base, but I don't know, man. Uh, I, the, the music, it just it's the, at the end of the day, it needs to be about the music because all the shot gimmicks and all that shit going to get old. Like, what's, what's he going to do now after the whole, I'm gay, guys. Hey, I'm ass naked. Hey, I'm pregnant now. Like, once that shit type of shit gets old, where will he be as an artist? 
Yeah, I wonder about that, man. At the end of the day, man, you got to make good music. Exactly. Because uh, Lady Gaga, she did she, she did some wild shit too, but her music, she backed it up with the music. Yes, she actually has some really good music. So yeah, if you ain't got the music, man, that people don't give a fuck about what you do or your opinions. And what he and what he's doing isn't very new. Like, look at what Prince was doing. Look what Prince was wearing. Look at the controversy that caused back in the 80s when people were super Mm -hmm. against gay shit. But the music was so undeniable. You could not play Prince. Man, you could not listen to Prince at the time, even if you were a hardcore Christian who. Mm-hmm. You know what was uh, didn't like gay people or didn't like the lifestyle, or whatever. I, I'm not saying Prince was gay. He was very mm-hmm. experimental in the things he wore yeah. and a very gender very fluid artsy. and <laughs> yes, very gender fluid. I guess is a way to put it too. But uh, the music was undeniable, man. He was a genius, and you couldn't deny that. With Lil Nas X, it seems like his specialty is being a troll online. Yeah. And he just does music on the side. Yeah. It kind of feels like. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, man. It well, kind of feel. to be honest, it, it kind of feel like he was a troll that decided to start making music. Yes. And this is what he came up with. Where it's like, okay, like, oh, remember that troll on Twitter? Like, he just dropped the <laughs> album. And it's like, all right, okay, this, Okay. But it like just the long wait that you know the the old town road song, and uh, you know that first little EP or whatever it was. It, it to me this is not it, man. Maybe he's looking for uh, a di- maybe it's a different audience. Maybe he's trying to get away from the hip hop audience. But to me, even as a pop fan, I like all type of music. But I just you know I just can't listen to this, man. Is it's nothing about it where I'm like, damn, this is actually goo. Mm-hmm. Like even even with the content, man, um, I I listen to a lot of shit because of the production. It could be some terrible lyrics or you know lyrics that's not even you know all that. I right. but even the production is just like, uh, <laughs> like I wouldn't even rap over it if I was a rapper. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I don't know, man. Is this ain't it. It, it maybe it probably is gonna pop off maybe some of those songs on there gonna you know get in rotation but um this ain't this ain't it man ain't nothing really stick out to me on this one yeah i think the label's gonna force some hits i'm sure they're gonna put it in a bunch of commercials and stuff but yeah man and then i wonder with him going with the pop sound i wonder because he keeps saying you know i'm not a kid's role model it's not my role to job to to influence your kids, but then you're making cheesy kind of kid sounding pop music. So I'm wondering what audience you're going for is exclusively gay people because mm-hmm. they are a minority in this country. I know there's a lot of gay people. We all know gay people, of course, but you, are you going to market exclusively to them? Is that, I mean, you can't be a pop artist and just only market your music towards a certain demographic. It's got to hit everybody yeah. for you to pop off. And I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah, yeah. we'll see, I, man. Yeah, I just didn't see that. And, and even, you know, we were talking before, um, Frank Ocean, his his classic album to me, that Orange album, Orange Child, yep. it, he he just made good music. And, you know, it it it, it kind of re- it related to everybody, man. That's like if you listen to some of them songs, 
it, it can relate to a boy, a girl, a couple. It can relate to anybody, any race. And this one just seemed like it's marketed towards the, you know, I guess the LGBTQ community. Like I can't, I, I can't hear this song in a club. I can, I can probably hear it in a gay club. <laughs> no, seriously, because you know, let's be real. Women can talk about gay shit in songs. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we got to a point where you know uh, uh, a male can rap about gay shit in their in their song, and it's accepted. I don't I don't know if we got to that point yet. Where we could actually listen to this song, a a a, a song of a, a gay rapper or a gay artist to, um, talking about gay things in the song, and it's like, oh well, you know, ain't no. Nah, big we're deal. not at that point. Even women don't want to hear that. They might not admit it online, but even women don't want to hear that type of shit, man. Yeah, like let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of like with TV. You know, a, a girl kissing a girl on TV is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But when a, a, a guy kiss a guy, people ready to boycott and like ew. Yeah, they then they start <laughs> talking about the children and all that. Yep. Shit. So I think it's the same thing with music, man. It's it's it got better than what it was before, because you always had some gay rappers trying to come out and it don't work at all. But um, with this one, it's like it's you know I don't I I just think we're not there yet. Sad, I guess I don't know if it's sad to say. But I, I just think it's not accepted yet. I mean, yeah, it's not. And I don't see that changing anytime soon, to be honest. I mean, the nature of rap, it just don't, 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 it's not really made with that crowd in mind. But see, even, even if it was like a pop record, like we could take hip hop out of it. If yeah. it was like a pop record, do you, do you know a pop record that was, you know, that's kind of talking about that? That's, that's being played in rotation? Not from men, and, yeah. and to be uh, that to be fair, that's because that's what kind of derailed George Michael's career. George Michael was huge, like one of the biggest artists in the world before yeah. he got caught and came out as gay. And then he his career took a down. I mean, some of that was self inflicted due to like substance abuse problems and all that shit. But nah, his, his career decidedly took a turn downturn once he came out as gay and then he started making music toward more catered towards that crowd a little bit so yeah, yeah I, I don't i just don't yeah. think it's possible now man it yeah. kind of sucks to say because i feel yeah. bad if you're a gay pop artist but yeah you should be able to make whatever music you you know geared towards if, if we make if a man making music towards a a woman or a woman making music towards a woman type of thing i feel like you should make whatever music you want to make if it's yours but I I just think we had a point where you know people still not cool with that. Even Frank Ocean, man. Frank, yeah. Frank Ocean don't really make music towards that. He had a couple songs. And people use him like, look, that was one song. And that he was talking that about wasn't even a popular song like that. Yeah, it and it was kind of still ambiguous, man. It yeah. wasn't all in your face with it. So, yeah. and that's the one artist, him and Tyler. Are like the two artists we bring up as who see they're gay, but we don't, are they really gay? Like they, they never made a spectacle he, about it. We yeah. don't know outside of just theories, really. So yeah. and Frank Ocean, he had the he had the Forrest Gump song, but that could be anything, man. Yes, <laughs> he, he 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 wasn't really uh, explicit with it because it, even if you listen to that song, he's not saying nothing crazy. 
He just said something like, ooh, boy, or something. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't say nothing, you know, sexually, sexually explicit. And where it's like, hey, you got to turn that off. like no, Exactly. Like, so, um, and then his other songs are not like that. They just generic love songs. So, uh, yeah, I hate when people use them as examples. Because mm-hmm. it's like anybody can listen to this. But, um, yeah, it's just like with Lil Nas X. He, he is more of the, you know, he he's talking sexually towards other men. Uh, to, yeah. Yeah. And so I just don't, I I just don't know if that will work. It, it'd be interesting. I, I would like to see what song would be played, get put in rotation. But I I never seen it yet, man. And it, it, it's some gay artists out here, you know, making mm-hmm. music. I just haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, man. I don't think it's gonna happen. I feel like Lil Nas X is gonna be that artist that people just have to say they like. In order to look like they're not a bigot and and more inclusive <laughs> and a friend of the LGBTQ community, you'd be like, yeah, I like no little Nas X. Kind of mm. like how women, I hate to make this comparison, but like how women say they like Megan Thee Stallion. They don't yeah. like her music really, but they like her. Yeah. I feel like that's what people are gonna do about Lil Nas X. Like, oh, he's funny online. I like him. Yeah. I listen to his music, but I like him. He's a funny guy. That's that's kind of who he is now. So Yeah. And I don't know, man. To be honest, I'm one of them. I, I, you know, I, I don't have anything against him. And we remember y'all got y'all actually got me hip to him to the yeah. Old Town Road song, and uh, just the way he blew up, even though it's probably an industry plant. <laughs> but um, just the just seeing how how it started and you know where it took off from there. I, I I think he seemed like a super cool dude. <laughs> so, nah, he is, man. He's yeah. hilarious too. Yeah, but I just think this type of music is not really. Uh, I I really don't care for it. <laughs> That's understandable, man. I mean, you can't say that online. You got to say it in the confines of the podcast yeah. to be safe, because these people out here trying to cancel everybody for yeah. reasonable and, opinions. And, and, yeah, and it's too much to tweet on why I don't like it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, they just gonna nitpick. Yeah, and it just, it just... You don't like him because he's gay, Figgy? Yeah, and I... I'm sure you don't have like, a problem about women talking about other women. <laughs> Shit. Uh, depends on how you do it, man. <laughs> like I said, if the production was good, and, you know... The lyric and the, the the way he was rapping or something like that was good. I could probably deal with it, but like I said earlier, I ain't like the production. Um, the beats was too generic, and yeah, I just I just wasn't feeling it, man. Yeah. I understand, man. I understand. Uh, yeah, I didn't even take a listen. You're you're brave for listening, man, because yeah. the album cover gonna be enough for most. <laughs> <laughs> to turn away, but yeah. at least you gave it a chance, man. I respect yeah. you for that yeah. and gave your honest opinion. So, mm-hmm. uh, shit, I think that about does it for music for this week. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just gonna go ahead and move on to some topics, man. Uh, shit, I guess we'll start with one of the bigger stories this week. Uh, Nicki Minaj has caused an international incident. <laughs> Um, talking about the uh, uh, supposed side effects of the COVID vaccine. Uh, a lot of people have chimed in. And politicians, prime ministers have now addressed her. And this all came out of a couple tweets that happened during the Met Gala. 
Um, now, the Met Gala, of course, was this week, uh, this past week. Sidebar, there's nothing, probably nothing I hate worse than this fucking Met Gala bullshit, man. What is it, man? It, it makes me sick every time I see it trending on Twitter and everybody talking about, dude, the outfits are fire. Like, everybody looks stupid to me. <laughs> At the Met Gala, dog. Like, it's a, basically a grown man Halloween party yeah. <laughs> where people wearing the most ridiculous shit and passing it off as something artistic. <laughs> what was the funniest part about the Met Gala this year to you? Oh, man. I, I, would, uh, I would have to say ASAP Rocky. How he came, I didn't even see what he wore. He no, It looked like he had some type of blanket on. Like, he was covering up his, his real outfit. And he was kind of like this. He was, you know, like he was scared to show it off. And then he just threw the uh, the blanket off. And it was a regular ass outfit. <laughs> it was just like, nigga, you, you had like you about to throw out something exclusive. And this, this was a regular fucking outfit. <laughs> like this outfit ain't even fire, man. It wasn't even... Like, what is you doing? <laughs> it is funny to me when the most outrageous dressing people dress normal for the Met Gala. Like, Russell Westbrook just wore, like, a regular-ass three-piece suit. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, like, a week after he wore a skirt and a fucking blouse. Yeah. And they took some pictures and put it on social media. <laughs> and suddenly he's at the Met Gala dressed like he's at a wedding. Yeah. I'm like, okay, man. That was pretty funny to me. Um, Naomi Osaka looked completely crazy. I don't know what the fuck was going on with her hair. The, the thing sticking out of her head. Yeah. Uh, that was not a good look. I know I said it's stupid. Now I'm braiding the fucking outfits yeah. like an idiot. I know, but it was just some crazy shit I saw. Uh, what else did I see that I remember? I don't remember anything else, honestly. I remember Lil Nas X came out looking like C-3PO from Star Wars <laughs> in some weird fucking golden outfit or some shit. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah, AOC coming out in the fucking tax the rich dress. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. I'm sick of her. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we got to raise some more. Uh, who are you wearing today? <laughs> well, this dress was this this dress made out of a steak from Cleveland Farms <laughs> was made by uh, Ralph Lauren, actually. Uh, and also another French designer named Pierre Lafroix. <laughs> right now, coming to the stage, we have Rihanna. Rihanna, where did you get this outfit? I ain't gonna do a Rihanna accent. <laughs> I, I can't do that either. Fucking yeah. Caribbean bullshit. <laughs> well, I, I got the shirt from a a black lady in Africa who 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 has a hut in the middle of Egypt, and she sells cow skins for. <laughs> and I made this outfit out of that to represent all the black women who are treated like cattle in America. <laughs> 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 like what? Yeah. So this outfit I'm wearing, this outfit is from um a small town in India. So what I did, <laughs> I donated all my proceeds from this outfit <laughs> to all the kids in India who gave me the material to make this. <laughs> yes, all, all their hair that I used to make my hair longer. <laughs> I, I this this outfit is from all their bad shoes and clothing. Yes. So I, so, so I took all of this. I, I took all of this and I donated a whole bunch of clothing for him. 
Hopefully, the little kids get some shoes now. The, the, these two hundred thousand dollars sneakers I'm wearing. Ho- hopefully, they can uh, cobble something together and get some food. Save, save the kids in India. Save the kids in India. Black Lives Matter, guys. Yep. LGBTQ. Stop Asian hate. Yep. <laughs> Go to my Instagram right now and hit the link in the bio to donate to the kids over in India. Yes. 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 Thirty thousand dollars a plate in this event also fucking ridiculous uh, yeah, man yeah crazy yeah so I, i'm sick of matt gala shit <laughs> i'm sick of these people reviewing it these people who have no let's face it fashion is a rich people fucking thing to be in yeah. Nobody who works a regular nine to five really knows shit about fashion because we don't earn enough to participate in it. Yeah. <laughs> so none of us regular people know what the fuck is popping in the fashion world, man. We just don't. We yeah. know what we think looks good and what doesn't. But that fashion shit is his own universe, and I have no interest <laughs> in partaking in it. <laughs> As we continue to Jim and Juice Met Gala special. <laughs> How do you rate this outfit, Ryan Rocket? Uh, I rated about a let's see. She has she's wearing a, a French designer, uh, a Pierre Lefrere, yeah. and, and look, her Polo Ralph. Her shoes is fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> I get the outfit about a three point five though. You know, <laughs> it, it just it, it, she it looks very very twenty nineteen. <laughs> 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 oh man and, and like there's supposed to be a theme at the Met Gala what the fuck was the theme this year man yeah, I, don't, I don't think people even follow the theme man they don't because everybody's wearing whatever the fuck they wanted Megan Thee Stallion looked like she was coming to prom <laughs> like I, I, I yeah. felt bad for her because she got trashed pretty bad yeah uh, Naomi Osaka was on the worst dress list too I saw some shit like that so <laughs> Yeah, uh, 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 I don't know what yeah. goes on with these people, man. <laughs> but the yeah. Megala shit makes me sick. It makes me sick every year. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Yeah. But anyway, I forgot what we were talking, talking oh, about. Um, oh, oh, Nicki yeah, Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Oh, yeah. So people were asking why Nicki was not at the Met Gala. Um, she, of course, did not appear. Uh, people thought it might be because she just had another baby and she said that was part of the reason but she also said and let me find the tweet that actually popped it off if she didn't delete it um hmm oh yeah here it goes the, the tweet that put the world on fire she said and I quote they want you to get vaccinated for the Met if I get vaccinated it won't be for the Met It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. Uh, but then she went on to explain, because, you know, Nicki Minaj got a reply to the people who be hating and sending shit. So, uh, somebody, people were accusing her of being anti-vax because of what she said. And so she went on to explain that, and this is really what the tweet, this is really what the tweet that popped it off. Let's be clear. She said, (laughs) my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. 
Now the girl called off the wedding. <laughs> so just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. So <laughs> this is what really, really yeah. shocked people. Um, the claim that Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend uh, became impotent because of the vaccine and then his girl was so disgusted that she called off the wedding, which is a, a, brings up a lot of questions. Number one, like what kind of bitch? How do you know this shit is permanent? Yeah, <laughs> just a week before the wedding or weeks, and you call it off. Yeah, that's like call. That's like calling the wedding off because you get sick. Yeah, you got COVID, so I'm not gonna marry you no yeah. more. <laughs> Like, how do you know that shit's permanent? He said her, her tes- testicles were swollen. Um, so, of course, the memes started piling in by the truckload. Uh, some women said, some people came and said, you know, I got the vaccine and nothing happened. Uh, and then she kind of went on to go a pro-vaccine route. route. Um, she, she tweeted a poll, said, which vaccine should we get? She put all the Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, and all that bullshit. Uh, but yeah, man, this really, this really popped it off because a lot of people started attacking her, uh, saying she's spreading misinformation, <laughs> spreading rumors that are not true, and uh, and trying to imply to her fan base that the vaccines are not safe. Uh, so shit, she became a huge talking point on the news the next day. For the news cycle, Joy Reid came out. And actually, I never actually heard this full audio. So let me go ahead and put this in the rundown. Pull this up, Figgy. Because she went after Joy Reid pretty hard. So here's what Joy Reid said in response to uh, Nicki Minaj's claims about her cousin's friend's testicles. And Joy Reid was on CNN have some comments and it sounded a little some like this and people like Nicki minaj i have to say this you have a platform sister that is 22 million followers okay i have 2 million followers you have 22 million followers on twitter for you okay. to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives my god sister you could do better than that you got that platform it's it's a blessing it's a blessing that you got that, that people listen to you. And they listen to you more than they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from, oh, my God. As a fan, as a hip-hop fan, as somebody who was your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that, sister. Oh, my God. And people... <laughs> yeah. So you could tell Joy was not too happy. Uh, and then Nikki responded to this directly on Twitter and said, this is what happens when you're so thirsty to down another black woman in parentheses by the request of the white man that you didn't bother to read all my tweets. My God, sister, do better. Imagine getting your dumb ass on a TV minutes after a tweet to spread a false narrative about a black woman. Uh, and then she also went, I think she at one point called Joy Rita Coon. <laughs> she called her uncle Tamina. Damn. Uh, she said she was I- ignoring the other tweets. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I think she might have deleted some tweets. <laughs> but yeah, she went pretty hard. And then surprisingly, she found allies in Fox News reporters. 
Um, Tucker, we'll, we'll pull up the Tucker Carlson one too. We got to play that. We got to keep it fair and balanced. Yeah. Let me see if she didn't delete it yet because she might have. Uh, uh, here we go. I found it. She didn't uh, delete it. I, I'll give her credit for standing yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. I hate when people tweet and delete, and I got to fucking find this shit because yeah. they're cowards and don't want to stand on shit. <laughs> I'm glad she's standing strong and making this easy to report on. Uh, she tweeted a clip from Tucker Carlson, very controversial, right-wing, uh, talking head on Fox News. He talked about this as well, and it's what he had to say about, and then she, to which Nikki retweeted with the bullseye emoji, implying that he was spying about what he said. And this is what new Nicki Minaj fan Tucker Carlson had to say about Nicki Minaj and her tweets. Oh, he's fine. It's Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles who are swollen from taking the vax. That's the claim. But it's not anything to do with the physical effect of the vaccine that makes our political class mad. It's the last part of Nicki Minaj's tweet that enrages them. The part where she says you should prey on it, make the decision yourself like a free human being and, quote, don't be bullied. So our media and public health officials didn't like this because they make their livings bullying people. So they couldn't let it stand. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I think Tommy Lauren, also another right wing talking head, very controversial, also agreed with Nicki Minaj and what she's saying. So, (laughs) yeah, suddenly she has turned to Kanye West part two, a hero of the right, right wing movement. Uh against what they believe is bullying people into getting the vaccine. Yeah. Um, she also said the White House has invited shit, my bad. She said the White House has invited her to come there and I guess inform her about the vaccine or talk about the vaccine and she says she's going to wear an all pink suit <laughs> so they know she means business and uh, apparently uh, the White House had to come in and actually say that was false. They did not invite her. Um, and there was just some confusion. I guess they invited somebody to talk to her via like the phone or some shit, some health director maybe, but she apparently mistook that as an invitation to come to the White House. But I don't see why they wouldn't invite her to the White House because they yeah. fucking invited a uh, little baby to the White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why can't Nick Minaj yeah. come to get informed about the and, vaccine, yeah. about something important? And when she said that, um, I didn't think it was crazy. I was just like, okay. Me neither. Because they, they always invite people to the White House for, um, even if it's for the right or wrong reason. They, yeah, that's not too far fetched. So I thought she was, I thought she was, um, for real. So I didn't think nothing of it. I thought the same thing too, man. I didn't think it is. It didn't sound like a lie, you know, yeah. like why not invite, you know, if you're trying to inform people and make sure she's better informed, why not invite her to the white house? I didn't see the big deal about that, but apparently it was not true. Um, also other people spoke out about this. I know Boris Johnson, the, uh, UK prime minister made a little reference about her that I'm sure she'll use for her next album. He was talking about, I don't know Nicki Minaj, but I do know this other Nicki who was a vaccinator, whatever. Um, Also, I believe the health director of Trinidad and Tobago, Tobago, I don't fucking know. uh, The health minister made a statement on Nicki Minaj. (laughs) I haven't heard this audio either. I just put the audio on a rundown, Figgy. Pull that up too. 
we got to figure out what this dude said because he was forced to investigate the claims of Nicki Minaj and her claim that her cousin friend became impotent due to the vaccine. <laughs> now there is a investigative team on the case to make sure this was not the case. And this is what the health minister had to say regarding Nicki Minaj's claims. One of the reasons we could not respond yesterday in real time to Miss Minaj <laughs> is that we had to check and make sure that what she was claiming was either true or false. We did, we, and unfortunately, we wasted so much like, time yesterday running down this <laughs> false claim. It is, as far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event. And what was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday <laughs> trying to track down because we take all these claims seriously, whether it's on social media or mainstream media. As we stand now, there is absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad or I dare say <laughs> Dr. Hines anywhere else. None that we know of anywhere else in the world. Well, there you have it. <laughs> A man who was very upset that he had to even research this. Yeah. Uh, claims that she is 100% wrong about her claim. And uh, apparently now she, she apparently after all this happened, people speculated that she might have got suspended or soft banned from Twitter. Because yeah, she stopped that, tweeting. That's what she said. I think she actually yeah. posted on Instagram saying um, they um, suspended me or uh, kicked me off Twitter, so I'm going to be on here now or something. Yeah. But apparently she's back tweeting because apparently she is accusing people of threatening her family. And wait, did she delete it? Mm. I think she might have deleted these tweets. Maybe there was some kind of misunderstanding. Yeah, she deleted it. Wow. I was just giving her some props. She deleted yeah. the tweets. But she was going at somebody because she believes somebody is now attacking her family in Trinidad. And the, I guess they're trying, really trying to find out if this guy exists, the cousin's friend. And she's claiming that people are threatening her family. And it's becoming an issue because these vaccinated people just want to want to control everything. You know, so yeah, man, I think that about lays out what has to be the funniest story of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, I would say this is probably so. This kind of caught me off guard a little bit, man. This is, I would put this up there with the mix and Tory Lane situation where it just got out of it, kind of came out of nowhere. It just got way out of control. Where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I did not have this on my bingo card. I heard talking about the vaccination and the shit getting run on Fox News and the White House somehow got involved a little bit. And then the uh, prime minister of another country had to come out and make a statement like this shit is this shit is insane, man. No, 100 percent, man. <laughs> and dog, I can't be the only one who thought this shit was completely hilarious. <laughs> uh, no, it was funny. like. No, and I say this, I really do mean it, because I've said it before about Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is, say what you want about her and her music. She is a naturally entertaining person. Yeah. 
Yeah, she, like she I got, really believe she she's funny. Fun, yeah, she got a funny. She got a strange sense of, uh, sense of humor. Be, people be feeling like on, on Twitter. To be fair, it looked like she do be going on rants, and I can understand why people might think she high or drunk or something like this. But I feel like she just be at home, like, watch this. I'm about to fuck with everybody. <laughs> and she get the tweet and then all this other shit. I realized that once she um, once she had Joe Budden on her radio show. Mm-hmm. And I start, uh, the way she started coming at them, I'm like, okay. Like, she just fucking around. Just the typical New York, hood New York chick. That uh, that fucking just, uh, just tear your ass apart and be joking around. Don't be serious. A hundred percent, man. And that's why part of me believes because she's calling it Ballgate Day 3 and Ballgate Day 4. <laughs> like, she's in on the joke, man. She yeah. thinks this shit is funny, too. Yeah. So I think it's super funny how all these politicians and important people in the world are now <laughs> chiming in about Nicki Minaj. And, of course, the late night people are going to say it because that's what they say. Yeah. But, no, people you never expect the health minister of Trinidad <laughs> had to do an investigation <laughs> Because of a tweet from Nicki Minaj, man. Just think yeah, about that for a second. Think about that for a second, man. That shit is hilarious. One of the funniest things that's happened this year so far. <laughs> but uh, uh, all that aside, let's assume that this wasn't a complete joke. Uh, what do you think about this whole thing, Figgy? Number one, do you think her claim is true about this mysterious cousin's friend? <laughs> and uh, what do you think about... These tweets. I did see uh, uh, some kind of protest in Atlanta. Apparently, the bars were collecting together <laughs> and, and some kind of anti vax outrage or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, what is your take on all this? Do you think that she was really irresponsible about with her tweets, or what do you think about this whole thing, man? Um, I, I, I do think um, this situation could be true. I uh I could I I feel like it could be true that you know her cousin's husband or whoever it was testicles could swell could have swollen up for from the from the shot. I think because I think I think people's bodies are different. Uh, you don't know what type of health problems he could have had, and like I said, people react different to different things. Some people some people didn't get sick from taking the shot. Some people did. I, I'm one of. I got. I got sick for 24 hours when I got the shot. So I think it could. I think it could be true. But the way she putting it out there, she made. She made it seem like this shot will, you know, fuck you up like this. And I think. I think that's wrong. I, because if this was the case, I think everybody would be going through this. We would have been heard about this situation or a situation like this. So I, you know, I. I think it's some truth to it. I think she could. I think it could have happened, but I just think the way she tweeted it, she worded it like, "Hey, this happened, so make sure you, you, you pray on it before you do it." It's it, the way it came across is like, "Hey, this stuff is doing this, so you know, do your research before you you know take the shot." And um, just from a health standpoint. I think that's what riled everybody up because, you know, she's a big influencer. And with her saying that, that can draw a lot of people away. Like, hey, I ain't taking it because she said this. So I think that's why a lot of the health officials had to come out and say something. And um, if it was a regular old Joe Blow, they wouldn't have said nothing. But, you know, somebody like Nicki Minaj making this claim, they had to, you know, they they couldn't just say, hey, that's not true. They actually had to do their research because 
let's be real. We don't really know. We, we still trying to learn the side effects of this shot. <laughs> so I'm sure they probably had no idea. So they trying to f- track this man down. And I guess they got enough evidence where they said, hey, nah, this ain't this ain't true. <laughs> you know, this ain't happened. But um, I, I, that, I don't know why she did that, man. I don't know if she was just sitting there bored. But it just came out of nowhere to the point I'm like, damn, is she hacked? Like, this shit don't, like, out of nowhere she just started talking about the, the vaccine? I, I would have understood if it was, like, during the time where people just started getting the vaccine. But it just came out of, it was during the Megala. So it's just, it was just super random. And she was, like, standing on this hill, too. So it was just super strange that she got all this, you know, spotlight just from that, from a tweet. It wasn't an interview where she was explaining something. It was This was a something on Twitter. So, um, yeah, but I, I think I think it could have been something, man. But like I said, people's bodies are different. So maybe he could have had some type of reaction to it. Or he probably would have could have had, you know, other health problems that maybe that shot ain't had nothing to do with it. But he just so happened to get the shot and that happened. Because we seen we seen a bunch of times where, you know, somebody older get the vaccine and then three or four weeks later they pass away. And what did they do? They the people putting these headlines, oh, he got the vaccine and three weeks later he passed away. So it, they, it that make it look like they passed away from the vaccine. So um I think it I, I think it could have been something like that. I don't think she just pulled it out of her ass. But to me, to be honest, what it sound like, it sound like her the homegirl didn't want to get married or something. And and she probably just used that as some type of excuse to to jump out of the marriage because it, like, why, from that point, why, why, why would you just call the wedding off? Because he haven't, let's be real with some health problems. So you call the wedding off because of that. So it, I don't know. This, this shit don't sound right, but I wouldn't be surprised if something like this did, you know, did really happen. Yeah, man. Like I don't know enough to say it's impossible, so I won't say it's impossible, but I think it's very unlikely. And I think what's more likely is this dude got an STD <laughs> and was caught cheating. And he just said it was the vaccine because, like, let's be honest. If your girl catches you cheating and you get an STD and she breaks off the wedding, are you going to tell people I got an STD and now we're not getting married? No, you're going to say make us some shit about the vaccine and say, Hey, the, no, the vaccine fucked me up and she left me because, you know, my testicles were really swollen. I'm impotent now. I'm like, man, is that really what happened? Cause yeah. it sounds, I mean, I feel like those symptoms are much more aligned with the STD than they are a vaccine shot, but I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I 100% believe uh, Nikki did hear this, Yeah, you know, cause we all hear some bullshit, especially let's be honest in the black community. Yeah. Like we always know that one nigga who tell us some wild shit or or something that happened to a cousin's friend or mm-hmm. some 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 ridiculous shit, man. Oh, my cousin saw Tupac last week. Yeah. He was at the mall. <laughs> Swear he was him. Like some shit like that, man. So we all know those people. Uh, yeah, you could you could argue that with her platform, she should not have actually said that out loud on Twitter. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like we all have heard those stories from now, those types of people. And okay. I don't think she made it up. I 100% think she heard that from somebody. Yeah. Now, and I think she is trending. I, people don't bring it up, but she did bring Drake into it too. She said Drake got vaccinated and he got COVID too. Mm, damn. So I don't know how Drake feels about his name being drug into it. I know he's a very safe yeah. guy who wants his image clean. So I don't yeah. know how he feels about and, that, but she did bring that up. It's kind of fucked up too, because like I said, he released the album a couple weeks ago. He was all over. He was in Houston. Yeah, he, he was, was everywhere. He was all over the place. So that's kind of that's a whole nother conversation. Because he was all yeah. over the place, so ain't no telling when he had it or what. Yeah, man, no idea. Maybe that's really why they pushed the album back. It wasn't because of Kanye. Maybe it was because he got COVID. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff was unveiled at this time. Uh, as far as my thoughts on it, man, like, we can't pretend like this sentiment doesn't exist because it does. Now, you like I said, you can argue whether she should have actually said it out loud, given her platform. But a lot of people feel this way. And even if Nicki Minaj came in the favor of getting the vaccine and saying, hey, everybody get vaccinated, because she herself said, I'm going to get vaccinated eventually because I do want to go on tour. Yeah. So she admits she's going to get the vaccine. She just said she's not going to get it for the Met Gala. Yeah. And. I do think people made her a scapegoat of the entire anti-vax community. Yeah. It's, it's, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's tough because even if you have any question about it, people are going to put you in the anti-vax. Jump on you. Hey, you're a part of the problem. You're why people are dying, sir. Yeah. You're selfish. Yeah. Take the vaccine. Because, yeah, because as soon as you have a question like, oh, I don't know about it, it's like, oh, these doctors, this FDA approved, and, you know, they... They attack you, man. Ninety <laughs> percent. Like, look, man. I, we we both work with somebody who I just recently learned missed a week of work basically because she took the vaccine and was out for a week because of the vaccine symptoms. And I'm like, that that sucks. Yeah. You know that that kind of makes me wary, or other people wary of taking the vaccine too. Probably shit like that. Everybody's body is different, man. And yes, you will probably be safer taking the vaccine than you will if you didn't and get COVID. Yeah. But I don't like you. You can ask questions, man. People were asking questions when Trump was president. Mm -hmm. People were very wary of a new vaccine coming out within a year and not being properly tested before widespread distribution. Mm -hmm. So uh, like, look, all you can do is just inform people of the bullying shit ain't going to change nobody's mind. That made man. people not want to do it for real. Yes. The bullying shit is not like I understand if you're so anti that you're calling everyone who takes the vaccine stupid. Yeah, you can bully those people because they're being goofy. But for people who just have questions about it or are wary about it, you got to just you, you can't just jump on them and dogpile them. You got to try to educate somebody like Nicki Minaj, talk mm -hmm. to talk more respectfully like Joy Reid. Like, I guess she she worded as nicely as she could. Yeah, but she was still kind of attacking the entire sentiment where it could have just been like a, a teaching moment. Yeah. But it seemed instead like, you know, she was jumping on a viral topic to go yeah. viral herself. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man, this, I'll be happy when this vaccine debate is over. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's 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 irritating, man. Because I I look at it like this. I'm you know I'm vaccinated, but I don't have a problem if somebody had questions about it. I when people when people find out I'm vaccinated, they think I'm just this pro vax like pro vax. <laughs> you know you got to go get it. Look, I got it. Look, I had COVID, and I had the, these symptoms lasted a very long time. So I just want to be safe. You know, I don't want to get that shit again. I don't want to go through that shit again. And, you know, my job, I you know, I, I want to still work. So I just went on and got it. And, you know, going on about my day. If you ain't got to get it, that that's on you. Like, that that's your choice. But I just... I just think you just long story short, just be safe. If you ain't, if you don't want to get vaccinated, go th- you, you go through all the hoops, man. Wear your mask, double mask, and you know, stay away from the big crowd. Stay, you know, eight feet apart from people. Just do that. The the, the shit that pissed me off with people is when they don't want to get vax, they uh, complaining about everything, but they want to go out and kick it and like it's yeah. normal. It's like that don't even make sense. So you you don't want to get vaxxed because you don't know what's in there, but you really you willing to raw dog the air and be around people. <laughs> it's just, it, to me it, it just don't make it don't make any sense to me. So like I respect people you know who ain't you know who don't want to take it, but they're staying in the house or they being extra safe and they you know they just you know using extra hand sanitizer and all that shit, but. It, to me, it just looks so goofy when people making all these complaints, but they out here sharing blunts, they sharing hookah, and mm-hmm. you know they act like ain't nothing going on. It's just it's it's stupid to me. Yeah, man, it's it's silly. Uh, people gotta, I don't know. I'll just be happy when this whole thing is over. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think COVID is going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. So yeah, but as far as Nicki Minaj, it seems like she haven't been out anywhere. She, you know, she a mom now. So maybe she really is trying to be safe and being stuck in the house. So I, I totally get it if she had questions. But, um, yeah, but as far as, like, the media and the government and all that shit, they, they don't want no celebrity like that sp- spreading these type of stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's not even true because they they doing everything they can. They try to, I guess the president trying to make it uh, – a mandate for these jobs and stuff to, you know, vaccinate you or uh, require you to be vaccinated. So they they trying their hardest to get everybody vaccinated. The last thing they need is Nicki Minaj with 30 million followers to sit there and say, hey, this is this vaccine. Hey, y'all pray on it before y'all get it and all this other stuff. They don't need her doing that or anybody doing yeah. something like that. Um, but it did also bring up an interesting debate about the people who weren't the Met Gala and if they weren't the Met Gala because they weren't vaccinated. Uh, I didn't see Cardi B there. I know Cardi B just had a kid. That's probably her excuse. But I didn't see Cardi B there. Um, nobody's bringing that up. I mean, I think Offset said in the past on The Breakfast Club he wasn't vaccinated. And he has some pretty strong anti-vax opinions. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Cardi does too, man. Like she ain't the only entertainer who ain't getting vaccinated. One hundred percent, yeah. There are people in the entertainment industry that are anti. I mean, and people call people who don't get the 
COVID vaccination, anti-vax, even though they probably got hepatitis A, B, C shots, yeah. measles shots, all that shit. I don't make them anti-vax, yeah. but there are people in the entertainment industry that are 100% anti-vax. Vax, they, anything. Yes. They don't give their kids shots. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't give them anything. They don't believe in any vaccinations. And those are people who are dangerous. Yeah. Because that's the reason why shit like measles comes back mm-hmm. and shit that, and fucking polio and shit that we thought was extinct yeah. suddenly <laughs> comes back because all these kids are not vaccinated. Yeah. So, I don't know. She ain't the only one. And I felt like she was kind of unfairly made a scapegoat of this entire movement when she never really aligned with it. She just had her own beliefs. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Nicki Minaj has never been. She's always going to speak her mind. Yeah. You know, and that's why her fan base loves her. Yeah. She's not going to say some shit just to go along with anything if she don't believe in it personally. Yeah. So. The, the, the only problem I had, uh, and I wouldn't even say this is a problem, but I thought it was funny that, you know, she had a problem with. I guess people threatening her family and all this other stuff because her fans are the kings and queens of threatening other people yeah. online over opinions. Oh, so, 100%. So it, it, it's kind of like a, a, a boy who cried wolf a little bit. So I thought that was kind of hilarious where she kind of got a taste of her own medicine of people threatening her family because of something she said. And her, 100%. her fans are the number one fans that do that shit. Yeah, I've never heard her tell the barbs to back off. Yeah, anybody. She has no problem sticking the barbs on anybody the, she don't like. Is that she be sticking the barbs on people? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was kind of funny how you know she said that, and it's like, oh, you, you don't remember you be doing that shit too. Yeah, to somebody who said your your album was I and wasn't all yep. that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%, man, 100%. So, yeah, that that was pretty funny and ironic. But uh yeah, we'll see we'll see if gate if uh Bald Gate continues in the next week. I'm interested to see if this debate continues cuz I, I feel like she's not done with no matter what she said. She said she was never going to tweet again. You know she can't help herself, man. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm interested to see how this she funny a, story she need develops. Her own, I, she need her own podcast, man. I know I, I'm I'm super anti-rappers and, you know, people like her to her status doing podcasts because I feel like they're they not really into it. They'll do a few episodes and that's it, or they'll pop back up whenever they got something to promote. But I would love if she had, like, a real podcast. Because she be she like like you said earlier, she funny as hell, and she'll say what she got to say. I think it'd be super entertaining. It would be, man. Uh, I don't like that Queen Radio shit yeah. because it's too much music being played. I don't listen to Nicki Minaj. Music, it wasn't really, really organized. Yeah, yeah. But I do want her to have the like content, a structured show. Yeah, yes. The, the content and what, the conversation. It, it was good, and I realized we don't really hear that much from Nicki Minaj like that when mm-hmm. it comes to conversations. And uh, even her uh, interviews, man, her interviews was really good. Yeah, I, I just wish we hear more um, Nicki Minaj. I agree, man. It seemed like she didn't really want to come out when it's album release time, but now nah, she should have something more. Yeah, I think, like I said, man, she is funny as hell and a natural entertainer. So mm-hmm. I think it would be good to hear. But yeah, she only cares once she has an album to release. So whatever. <laughs> All right, in other news, other topics, um, did you watch the MTV VMAs by any chance, Figgy? 
I didn't, man. I ain't watched none of it, man. <laughs> it was football on in my house. Yeah. And I, I seen people tweeting about it, but um yeah, I I ain't wanna look at it. Uh it was talking about Lil Nas X performance. I seen Buster Ron performed and um people was a little upset about who won the album of the year and all that stuff. I, I just wasn't even in it. I ain't I wasn't even pressured to try to go watch it. Do people? I I know at one point people actually cared about winning MTV VMAs. Does anybody care about it? I feel like it only exists for the performances now, and these are the performances that couldn't get on the Grammys, yeah. so they got to have somewhere else semi big. And now it's the MTV VMAs. But does anybody care? Do they still have the fucking Moon Man Award? <laughs> does anybody care about the fucking MTV VMA man? I don't. I, I feel like the fans care. But I don't think artists really care about that. I think artists really focus on the Grammys. That uh, that's that's like the the uh, the Super Bowl. That's the goals to uh, get Grammy because you don't you don't really get people. Um, I guess um, you don't really put that on your resume. Like oh, you know this person VMA video nominated artist. That really don't ring like that. I feel like it's either the. Um, the uh, um, Grammys, or maybe I guess if it's a black artist, they might do BET awards. <laughs> I, that's it. I don't think people really care about that stuff. I think it's more. Uh, I think people care about it more when it's, they promoting the album or something. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think it's gone downhill clout wise because you think of the infamous Kanye and Taylor Swift VMA moment. Like, looking back on that, would any of those artists be at the MTV VMAs today as far as Taylor Swift, Kanye West, Jay-Z, and Beyonce? Nah, I don't think None so. None of them no. would show up, man. Nope. And I so, think, I think the, on, the only person that would probably show up, I would say either um, Taylor Swift or Beyonce if they have, like, an album and if um, they could just like close the show out type thing, and they got and they probably had some type of crazy ass performance where is is like everybody got to stop what they doing to see what Beyonce doing, but it got to be around an album. <laughs> it got to be around something crazy. That's that's the only time. It will be a couple things. Not only just an album, but they will also have to win some kind of crazy award, like Artist of the Decade. Or yeah. artists of the century, yep, or some goofy shit like that. It couldn't just be video of the year or some goofy shit. Yeah, and they not just showing up for that. Yeah, it got to be a purpose. She ain't about to get out her bed or whatever she doing to go yes. there to win a video of the year award or something. <laughs> or even I even say artist of the year. That's that's not enough. It, it got to be of the decade, Hall of Fame, or some shit like that. Yeah, on top of an album, <laughs> they <Yeah>. promoting. <laughs> yep, a hundred percent. So yeah, think, it's just I, funny I, thinking I think, back. I think Taylor Swift would come out for an album if she if she promoting the album. If she can close out the show somehow with some type of epic performance on her standards, I think she'd do that. But it, it, I think them the, the days of hey, let me sit in the audience and. You know, mm. if I win, I win. If I don't, nah, that's over with. <laughs> yeah. Remember what the funny, I don't even know if the MTV VMAs has a host anymore. I remember they had Chris Rock, which was hilarious. Yeah. Back in the day. 
Man, it used to be a lit thing to watch. I don't know what the fuck happened, man. I, I guess the decline in MTV period. You know, it's funny that this thing even exists, considering they're not a music station anymore. So they did have a host for this one. Who was it? Doja Cat. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, um, I, I did see a couple tweets saying she was funny, but I, I that still didn't pull me in. Like, oh, let me turn away from this game. And let me no. see what she talking about. So I, I maybe I had to watch a couple clips to see what she was talking about. But yeah, now she that, was the host. That's intriguing, man. And Doja Cat is funny. So now that's actually kind of a cool move. Like I, I'm down with that. At least it wasn't yeah. some kind of fucking reality TV show yeah. bullshit ass character. And you know, now that I think about it, this is kind of different because what was the last artist that actually hosted something like this? Uh, active Ugh. artist because she's still active, man. She's yeah, like super active. So wh- what was uh, what was the artist that actually did something like this? I can't think of anybody, man. Uh, hmm. It's kind of like when Saturday Night Live had Eddie Murphy host when he was still on the cast. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's really. I, I can't think of any artist who hosted. Yeah, when they're in their prime and still active. Yeah, I can't think not- of anybody. Yeah, like not I ain't yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I'm sure this podcast going in and we're gonna think of somebody, but yeah. off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody, man. If it was anybody, it'd probably be slim. Uh, like a slim picking. Uh yeah. some people who did this because usually they shoot for the comedians or the um the actor or actresses to do mm-hmm. to host something like this. I this is actually cool, man. I actually like this, man. Because I don't know another artist I would get up there to to host something like this, or who would even do something like this? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is dope. No, that's intriguing, man. Actually, I'm not gonna say I'm mad that I missed it because I still don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if I was flipping through and saw Doja Cat hosting, I might stick it on for a few minutes until yeah. I saw something annoying, then I change the channel. Yeah. I wish they promoted this a little more because maybe I feel like uh, they did, but we just don't watch cable like they, that. No, but they ain't really promote the who was hosting it though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they would have did that, I probably would have stopped by to to, mm-hmm. to check it out or something. But yeah, damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty interesting, man. I didn't know that. So hey, I'm glad she did a good job, reportedly. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's all I gotta say about the MTV VMAs. I don't think any of us really yeah. cared about that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how you feel about uh, Justin Bieber winning? I think he won Album of the Year over Meg, over Doja Cat. Over, uh, I want to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, I will say number one, that's probably the only way you're gonna get him to come out there. <laughs> so he had to win. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised about him winning. I mean, he's Justin Bieber, man. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna like. Look, he is what he is. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm outraged. I don't. Yeah. I just don't care about the MTV VMAs, yeah. man. I'm, I'm just kind of shocked because, um. I I guess I I didn't even realize he had an album out where you know he, he would win the album of the year. I I, thought I think he dropped last year, didn't he? Probably, shit, I didn't even know he had one last year. It seemed like it was kind of quiet. I don't really remember. Justin Bieber was one of those artists that whenever he dropped anything, it was a big deal. I know. Yeah, it it just maybe I don't know if it's because it's a new day and age where you don't. Oh, he dropped in March of this year. Oh shit. <laughs> Dog, it had Khalid. 
uh daniel caesar gideon burner boy Lil uzi jaden smith quavo the baby what the fuck yeah Dog, this album made no noise that i saw <laughs> that's what i'm saying and it's justin bieber now, i mean it'd be different if it was a low-key artist mm-hmm. but just to be read off some nice names on there some black names but it read off some nice names on there and i didn't even know he had an album out me neither and can't even name wow yeah so it, I, I thought that was a little strange that um that somebody like a doja cat didn't get it or uh, um or at least a meg didn't get it she seemed like she getting everything but it was kind of it was kind of weird that you know I didn't even know Justin Bieber have had an album out, and uh, I'm like, damn. <laughs> but we all know it's all label shit. And, yeah, and, and a lot of you know mo- probably money involved and all relationships and all that shit. So, uh, wow, he put Martin Luther King speeches. I heard about that. What the fuck? How did this not get roasted on social media, man? We got it. Right, what is Justin? Maybe that's why he won. Because this is the uh, Black Lives Matter Justin Bieber album. Wow. Let's, we got we to gotta grade it, man. What, the album? Wait, hold on, hold on. I say to you this morning that if you have never So this is an MLK interlude on this album. So so precious the to fuck? you that you will die for it, then you aren't fit to live. Now, who listens to Justin Bieber? 38 years old as I have to be. <laughs> and is really feeling it, man. Some great opportunity stands before you and calls upon you to stand up for some great popularity. Breathing I'm, I'm in just going to do it. I'm sure it's just the entire stand speech. Up for truth. For the entire interlude, I'm sure there's no music interrupting it. Uh, that's strange. That, that feels a little pan, uh, very much pandering. Yeah. Um, and I also have to bring up: I'm amazed that Justin Bieber isn't repeatedly canceled for that video that happened years ago when he was singing that nigger. Yes, <laughs> nah, that shit was so ridiculous, and it wasn't even like to me that was worse than the Eminem tape. Yeah, 100%. He was on video doing this shit, man. (laughs) And he got a pass for that. Chris Brown, like, okay, beating a woman is is much worse. I I won't even go there. But in this climate, I'm very much shocked that Justin Bieber could just skate by uh, after that video leaked, man. Yeah, that's why he probably doing all this Marlon. Yeah, King I'm sure shit. he's gone above and beyond. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this is Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Giveon. Okay. This is it's very this is culture vulture, man. Yes. I don't like it. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't like the the black scent he got working right now. Yeah. I don't like it. No, what he this to me this screams what um Justin Timberlake was doing. Mm-hmm. How Justin Timberlake he did the man in the woods shit, and you know he just got totally away from what uh, you know the Timberland and the Pharrell production, and now it's like hey let me get Meat Mill on this song and <laughs> this is what this is man. I think he he trying to yeah this is yeah yeah of course the MLK skits and yeah this is I don't like this at all man 
And I don't give a damn how good it sound. Just knowing it's Justin Bieber and this, you know, the uh, harmonizing the N word in the video. Mm. Nah, man. I yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, man. Me neither, man. I've never like. I'm not gonna lie and say that Justin Bieber has not made good music. He's made yeah. good music, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I will say this on my side of social media. That album made no noise. Yeah, I didn't even know it came out. Um, I wonder. I don't see his fan base active on Twitter anymore at no, all. Believers. I guess they all grew up. <laughs> the, and they're tired of them. The the uh, believers. <laughs> the believers, yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, the beebs, the barbs, and the beebs. <laughs> I don't see them no more, man. So yeah, yeah. Look, y'all got a bonus album review. I think we'll both say that shit was pig pen status. Yeah, even the the, whole, <laughs> the concept was pig pen yes. status. I don't need to hear the whole album. I, I yeah. that one why clip is, in the Martin, Martin Luther King. Luther- Man, interlude was Kendrick, enough. Kendrick never even put Martin Luther King in 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 the album that you probably could have put Martin Luther King skit in there. Man, that's overly pandering, man. Uh, that's that's that, that's ridiculous. And, uh, I'm going a little rant a little bit. I'm tired Go of white, I'm tired of white people pointing out Martin Luther King every time, man. Yep. Like that's the only every time somebody do something low key racist. People all might be wanting to bring up Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King wouldn't do this, or Martin Luther King. He want us to live together in harmony. It, why, like, the, okay. why the fuck he get killed then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why the fuck he was so hated then? But now it's like, oh, we need to march like Martin Luther King. Yo, I was mad when he was marching. Yep. So yeah, that's that's like the, uh, um, I guess the uh, the starter kit for hey, I'm not really racist, guys. Let me put, uh, Martin Luther King got one of my favorite speeches. Or let me put my let me put Martin Luther King skit in my album and uh, yeah. And yeah, and and they definitely made him like softer to <laughs> in his view softer to go along turn, with this turn the yeah. other cheek. Exactly. Yeah. Shit like Martin Luther King was putting his life on the line, he man. Was going he was to more jail. radical than what people thought. And yeah. I I didn't like the the whole the, the school teaching of him as just somebody who wanted white and black people to live together. Like, <laughs> nah, he, he was more hardcore than that, man. And I think people, they gentrified Martin Luther King, if that makes any sense. They fucking made him appear softer so he can just be the yeah. ideal yeah. activist. Martin Luther King said, turn out the uh, Martin Luther King said, do not, pro- pe- peaceful protests only. He was still getting thrown in jail for peacefully protesting, man. Yeah. He, they were still beating his ass and killing people for peacefully protesting. So don't use him as a fucking example, whatever. <laughs> Point being, yeah, that, that, that shit, I'm surprised it didn't get more flack on social media. I didn't yeah, see it. Probably nobody heard it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I'm, I'm sure it did numbers. I'm sure he still has a fan base, but I had no idea he dropped an album, man. No clue. <laughs> Interesting. Well, apparently it's album of the year, according to Justin Bieber up to uh, MTV. So whatever. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how much uh, did he sell, man? But yeah, yeah I can't find the sales. I was looking at the Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how it did compared to his other albums, but I can't find it. Nor do I give too much of a shit to even look it up. So, yeah. <laughs> whatever. 
Um, other things that happened this week. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about New York. New York. <laughs> I can't even do the fucking New accent, York. man. New, New York. York. New York New City. New York. Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> it's Brooklyn. Uh, there was another versus. New York City. <laughs> we built for this shit. The mecca of hip hop. We, we start, built this shit. We started this shit. <laughs> this is real hip hop. None of that other bullshit. <laughs> no snapping and clapping over here. New York City, New Jersey. <laughs> That's what you call real motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> That's my favorite font flex. <laughs> no, 100%. <laughs> over the Mob Deep, Mob Deep Instrumental 2, that shit was too That's funny, man. That's called motherfucking bars, bars nigga. nigga. You don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> now this nigga got uh, all type of little Uzi and all type yeah, of people. Yeah, of course. You can tell he's so uncomfortable with how shit is going now, man. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like he just sitting there like, all right. Maybe he spent some whack ass shit. And he got to sit there and be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I feel so bad for him. He and he don't want to retire, so he got he. You know who he looked like? He looked like Don Cornelius towards the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> when the uh, when the nineties hit. Yeah, <laughs> you got all these baggy ass clothes. <laughs> you got niggas rap. You uh, I forgot who a was rapping on Soul Train. Yeah, and who, shit. Was, who was the one person rapping? I think it was a group that was. Uh, was it LL Cool? It was somebody out there rapping, and he clearly said he don't really fuck with this, but whatever. I forgot who it was, but that's um, hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, you could tell he was fed up. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, uh, he does feel like that. But I mean, shit, rap changed, man. Either retire or get with the program. Anyway, I, I guess uh, Funk Master Flex and Sway and all them would be very happy about this latest versus because it was very New York centric. <laughs> it was Fat Joe versus Ja Rule, um, which, if you're not already asleep by hearing those two names, <laughs> I'm sure you might be interested. Um, and now apparently Ja Rule said he wanted 50 Cent. Oh, yeah, that uh, been on record. Yeah. Yeah. 50 Cent declined it. Uh, no reason was given why. But uh yeah, he wasn't gonna do it. So Ja Rule took on Fat Joe. Um, and from the beginning, I felt like they were trying to pop prop this up as the locks versus dipset part two. Yeah. With the whole Instagram back and forth. And I feel like Fat Joe never been really that type of dude. Yeah. To to really beef with somebody online. But you could tell they were trying to replicate the uh Fat Joe or, or the uh, locks and dipset versus I think they all got hype over that shit and said New York is back. <laughs> so they brought it back to New York. They did a versus. Um I'm hearing Ja Rule brought a bunch of guests out. He brought apparently they brought Ashanti out. I heard Vita and Lil Mo were there. Um, <laughs> Fat Joe uh, was on his New York shit, of course. Um, I heard he got a little spicy. Yeah. I heard Fat Joe was talking a little spicy. I heard he was getting a little sensitive because apparently he was getting his ass whooped. And uh, there was some controversy because he apparently, after Ja Rule brought out Vita and Lil Mo, he called them dusty old bitches. Yeah. And uh, Vita got upset, or Lil Mo got upset. Vita, I don't think she really gave a shit. But Lil Mo got upset. Remy Ma started going at because you know Remy Ma was there too. She's Fat Joe's girl, 
so he was she was she was out there getting upset at Lil Mo when they were going back and forth about it. Fat Joe did apologize. To be fair, he did apologize publicly. Um, but yeah, I heard it got a little spicy. Um, I I'll be honest, I had no interest in watching this at all. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I, I think me and you both are just yes. This was it when this was yeah. announced. This is what I felt in my mm, mind. Yeah, crickets. Yeah, uh, tumbleweeds passing by, <laughs> taking naps. Yeah. Like I, I just did not. Nothing about this hyped me up. Yeah, we we talked about it a little bit, and uh, I think you clearly said, "Hey, I don't who the fuck listen." You pretty much <laughs> said, "I'm paraphrasing," but you pretty much said, "Who the fuck listen to Fat Joe?" Now, I mean, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing it, but that nah, was pretty much. Yeah, and I did defend it a little bit. I felt like Jack, uh, Fat Joe, he he do got a place in this game and he discovered a lot of shit and he had a part in a lot of, you know, people careers, but we, I, I never ran to a fat Joe album. And, uh, I, I actually listened to his last album, which got taken off, um, kind of shortly. Remember that album I reviewed? It had yeah. TD on there. Mm-hmm. It just disappeared off of streaming services. Didn't clear a sample, probably. And that's what I said. I said in the review, I'm like, I'm shocked all of this shit got, you know, clear. It was a bunch of Prince shit. I think it might have been some Marvin Gaye shit. I don't know. It was a bunch of shit in there. I'm like, damn. But, um, like I said, people ain't really run to a Fat Joe album like that. Or you ain't, you'll hear his shit in the club and, you know, cool, but. Wasn't nobody like running, nobody cared for his bars like that or nothing like that. So, yeah. But in the beginning, we were just like, eh. And I'm, and to be honest, I'm not the biggest Ja Rule fan. I'm, I'm not saying this shit is whack or nothing like that, but I was never like, oh, yeah, I got to get that Ja Rule album or. Fuck, I, dog, I'll say it. Ja Rule was whack. <laughs> ja Rule was whack. I feel like the music he was on that were was hits you could have put anybody on and it would have been a hit he was carried by the ashanti hooks he was carried like nobody his bars were not memorable the one feature i thought he i liked him when he first came out i thought he did a good job on can i get a yeah yeah he did a good job on that song he came out strong that holla holla shit Mm -hmm. is hard he had a couple songs but I can't think of any memorable Jaw Rule bars or lines or anything he did where it's like only Jaw Rule could have made this song. Yeah. I feel like you could have replaced him with almost a fabulous yeah. or anybody else, and those songs would have still been hits. Yeah. So so yeah. So point B to I ain't really care for this versus at all, man. Because it'd be one thing if it was one person I care for. It's like, all right, I you know, I'm in. Let me see this person. But I never cared for his music at all, man. <laughs> and, and for some reason, people were just like, oh, yeah, he had hits, man. Like, sure. But Nelly had hits, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, I, I kind of put him in that category. But, you know, not to be disrespectful saying, oh, he was uh, really a Nelly. Because he did have some good verses with, you know, with the big dogs. He, he had songs with Jay-Z and DMX. And I felt like he kind of held his own on there. But outside of that, man, I, I want to hear no. I, I never cared for the songs with Shanti. I never cared for the J Lo songs and stuff mm. like that. 
I, I, yeah, I, just, I, I never cared, man. <laughs> no, uh, the most memorable, memorable thing about his career was the beef with 50 Cent. Yeah. Like, let's be real, man. And, and everything else is just, yeah, I was never a Ja, even when he was big, I was never a Ja Rule fan, to be honest. I think him trying to sing on these songs was fucking awful. Yeah. With that gravelly ass voice, man, he sounded terrible, and yeah. I just didn't like him. Period. And, and as far as his verses, I'm not really upset that it happened, but I feel like it happened too close to the last New York centric verses. <laughs> I feel like they should have diversified it a, a little bit more, man. It should not have been the follow up to the locks and dip set. Yeah. They have momentum, man. That was a good versus that propped up the locks. Mm-hmm. It very dipset, but it propped up the locks and got them a good run. Yeah. yeah. And that was probably the one person that really benefited from this yeah. versus. Because other people benefit as far as like um, you know, their sales boosting up. But this versus for the locks got them on the Kanye album. Mm-hmm. It got them more interviews and you know stuff like that. So that that helped them a lot. It did, man. And it was a good moment for New York. You know when J- J- uh, Jada Kiss is talking about that speech, talking about I'm still outside and welcome to New York These comes on in Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a great New York moment. That I'm was, not even New York type just, nigga like that. And that, to me, that was more of a hip hop moment, man. Yeah, because they took it back to the roots. You know, the way they was on stage and all that shit. So I wouldn't even say that was just a New York moment. That was a hip-hop moment. Everybody, people in Houston were saying, like, yeah, that's what I used to listen to. And so that was a moment for uh, hip-hop overall. It 100% was, man. But they were not going to replicate this with Ja Rule and Fat Joe. You know, no no matter what they wanted it to be, it was just not, and it was just a bad follow-up. I feel like they should have mixed it up. We should have had something maybe down south first, mix it up a little bit, then take it back to New York. Yeah. But I feel like this is too much New York shit in too much, too short of a time, man. We don't need all that. Yeah. I'm, it was bad I'm, timing. I'm New York out, man. And Same I, here. I ain't gonna lie. It's especially the way they is propping it up. Like, I yeah, if it's going to be New York, I feel like it needed to be more of an underground one, a low-key one, if anything. Yeah. But not right after the Dipset one. Like, I would I would like to see something like a, a Nori versus, you know, somebody like the, somebody in that category a little bit, where it's kind of like, it's not for everybody, but it's for the, the real, you know, Nori fans or something like that, people that, would, yeah. that really like that type of shit. But it's just the Ja Rule and Fat Joe, it, it didn't move me at all, man. <laughs> I felt the same, man. I felt completely the same. I, yeah. I just did not care about it. Hopefully the next one, I don't know if they've announced the next one yet, but hopefully yeah. it's something better. Let's not do New York again. Please mix it up. Yeah, and the, the other part that kind of bothered me too when I was tuning in was um, you could tell they was they, they trying to stick to the shit talking, man. So um, you had Fat Joe and, and Ja Rule pretty much arguing the whole time. Like, nigga, oh, that shit. That, oh. Like, I, I feel like they trying to coach them up to go against each other like that. Mm-hmm. So it ain't even no, hey, man, that was my shit, man. But uh, check this out. That, uh, you know, it wasn't even like that. They tr- they really trying to do what the locks was doing. 
and like kind of go back and forth like that. So I, I felt like they're like, hey, go at each other, talk shit, talk shit, kind of build it up like it's like it's a fight. And some people don't need to do that because they was kind of in the same circle a little bit. So it don't even make sense for them to be talking shit. They was on the song, they they was on same songs with each other. So I, to me, they, they, it's just too much, man. They trying to do what pretty much what Bow Wow Soldier Boy was doing, just go back and forth and talk shit and build it up, and then you know the lots and dip said they talk shit on stage, build it up more. I, I'm kind of tired of that. I think it's cool when you know two people that was kind of associated with each other. If they just go back and forth and put on some good shows, they they ain't got to talk shit and say, oh, Fat Joe was over here like, oh, you, that's another, that wasn't even your song. That was a song with Hove. And, like, I don't want to hear all that. Just perform at this point. No, I, I agree, man. It has to make sense for the beef. This, like, this I, ain't Jeezy and Gucci. <laughs> yeah. This, this ain't no fucking uh, a battle rap type yeah. shit man it, it, it makes it, it's different i think it depends on the artist like soldier boy and bow wow they're kind of famous for talking shit yeah. so of course you're gonna expect them talking shit during the that, verses that that's sense. what they do that makes yeah. sense yeah same thing with uh the locks and Dipset. you know i don't think i don't I, look they're friends in real life we know yeah. that but they're also very much New York niggas they, who snap on each other for fun. They're competitive, yeah. Yes. They joke around and, yeah, they, they, they had that competitive spirit in them. Exactly. It, it, but it has to make sense. Fat Joe, from what I know, is a very friendly guy mm-hmm. in real life, honestly, man. Like, I'm sure he has that New York spirit in him, but he don't seem like the type to me to just, you know, cap on somebody or just talk shit for no reason. Yeah. Same thing with Ja Rule. I don't think he was ever that type of person. I think he became tried to be that when 50 Cent was going at him, but yeah. it didn't work, and that's honestly why he got killed in that battle because he wasn't built like that to yeah. go back and forth in a shit-talking war with somebody like 50. Mm-hmm. But it don't make sense for them, man. And it don't, it don't have to be a battle rap for it to be enjoyable. One of my favorite verses was Method Man and Red Man. Yes. I feel like that's a top three verses to me. And that there was no shit talking at all. It was yeah. just a, them playing their hits together, performing, yeah. having a good time. It was a celebration of hip hop. It was a good show. They put on a good yes. show. Yeah, they met the man, played some shit from Wu Tang. Uh, Red man played some early shit before Wu Tang, and they were just. It was just a dope show, man. It really was, man, and it showed that you don't have to have beef. To, to have a great, just be a good performer, man. If yeah. Ja Rule just came out, did his thing, rocked the crowd. Fat Joe did his thing, rocked the crowd, brought up some big pun memories or something. I don't know. It could have just been a good time, but they were trying to force it from what I saw. And, and that's not a good look, man. It don't have to be that. I know people got gassed up over the last one, the locks and dip set, and they mm-hmm. all want to create ride that wave, I guess. But unless it warrants that it's got to be organic it can't be forced yeah and this shit seemed like it was forced same thing about him calling the ladies dusty old bitches i'm sure he thought that was just some new york shit to say and it would have been fine you can't say that shit in 2021 man yeah and get away with it yeah and and the other thing that people was kind of trying to bring up too like man he should not be saying nigga (laughs) <laughs> That's a whole other debate. But yeah, people broke yeah. it up. I was just like, man, like 
And Fat Joe just he been like that for years, man. And I and it's just it's just funny now in the social media age where people is like calling him out now after this verses. And he been doing he been doing Instagram lives, interviews, and all that shit, being the same person. But now it's it's it's, it's like you saying nigga a bunch of times, which he you know he been saying it in the songs, and then you calling two black women. <laughs> Dusty yeah. ass bitches. This, this shit just don't look right, and that 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 scream for you know the uh, social media people that to react to that. Yeah, and that's a whole other debate about the nigga thing with <laughs> yeah. Fat Joe and them and Big Pun and all them. Yeah. Like, look, and that's a whole other podcast, man. Yeah. The, 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 I, I, I'll say that it only became an issue in recent times. Yeah. Because nobody gave a shit about this. Yeah. Big Pun made a song called Nigga Shit, where mm-hmm. he's just talking about typical shit niggas do and called it nigga shit. And nobody cared mm-hmm. back in 1998. Yeah. But uh, suddenly it's a problem now. Uh, like, uh, look, uh, that's a whole other debate. One yeah. thing I did see that got annoying is that people are calling Fat Joe a culture vulture. I saw yeah. that a couple times. Like, look, you can argue whether or not fat joe or any puerto rican person should be saying nigga mm-hmm. you probably gonna lose that battle but you yeah. can fight it if you want but uh to call him the culture vulture is a bridge too far i mean this dude came up indoctrinated in the culture man yeah he wasn't somebody who was doing rock music first and didn't pop off, so he yeah. went to hip hop. He was born yeah. to hip hop, man. Yeah. And he and and the key thing is he stayed there. Yes, he didn't leave and you know do some other shit. He ain't do, he ain't pull a J Lo, where you know start doing something else. He yes. actually he started with hip hop and he stayed in hip hop. He like I said, he helped a lot of careers, man. A lot of hip hop artists that you know we. We listened to he, you know, he had a part in man. Remy Ma was up there. He had a part in that. He had a part in a lot of shit. So, um, yeah, I disagree with that. I don't think nah. I think a culture vulture is somebody like a, uh, I don't, I don't even want to say no names, but somebody that had no interest in rap music at all, who decided to jump in because it's making money. And they jump in and make money and don't give a shit about it, <laughs> about how it started, where it came from. They just in there because of the money, and you know they dip out if it get dry. If it get dry. Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I saw I saw that rock bullshit he was on the yeah, VMAs. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, yeah, what I happened to this too. guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I will say I remember the times where he did rap. So he he was a regular rapper, a regular rapper like us at one point. So so it'd be one it'd be one thing if he was doing rock music then, but I don't think that nigga was playing no guitar or nothing like that. I think he was really rapping and yeah, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's I, like I look at his whole image and I wonder if this is what he wanted to be all along because he always looked more like a rock star than he did a rapper. It it, it could be, man. It could be. So. And, and to be fair, like I didn't grow up with him, so I don't know mm-hmm. what type of music he was really listening to. So maybe he could have been listening to <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two or maybe that <laughs> maybe that shit could have been his shit. But um, 
Yeah, uh, when I first met him, he was like a rapper, rapper, he was like a, a cheesy ass rapper, rapper. But yeah, that was wild when I seen that shit. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I'm like, this the same nigga that was in my hood mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting videos and. That shit was wild, man. I, I got to show you this video of him um, back in the day, too. This shit, <laughs> this shit was hilarious, man. But, yeah, that was wild when I seen that. <laughs> it was, man. I feel like part of me feels like, look, his rap career did slow. So maybe he's just found another avenue to make money doing music. But, yeah, he looks good. Like, if you saw him today and never heard of Machine Gun Kelly, you would have never thought he was a rapper at any point in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's how far away he looks from the rap culture now. So yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I know that's your boy. I won't yeah. go too far, but <laughs> I, 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 I will say this. He didn't, it wasn't like he grew up um, rich or in some type of fancy place and decided to go to the hood to try to get popping because it's popular type thing. He he did come up in the struggle, man. Uh, uh, I want to say he got a black baby mama. I'm not mm. saying that make a difference or nothing, but yeah. uh, he was there with us. You know what I mean? So it, it it wasn't like you got a lot of people. Like I I, I heard G Easy was from the hood, uh, from the Bay Area, from the hood. But um, you know I can't speak for all of these other white people. You know what I mean? They could you know the Jack Harlow's the. Uh, <laughs> With the little dickies. I don't know where they came from. They they could have easily just said, hey, let me try this rap shit and end up getting on. But uh, as far as MGK, he that I, I seen it personally, man. That dude was grinding his ass off. I personally seen him outside of a club passing out flyers. And, you know, we was talking to him a little bit. He was supposed to perform in there. Or he was hosting something. And um, I, I seen a, a group of girls take a flyer from him and threw it back in his face. Like, he don't want oh, that damn. shit. Yeah. So um, he ended up going into the place. I forgot uh, I forgot the name of this place, but he ended up going in, in there and he ended up addressing the girls who did that. He was just like, and to the, um, to the girl that threw the flyer in my face, tell her she could suck my dick. <laughs> and, and, mind, and mind you, it's, he's a white dude and pretty much a, a club full of black people. So everybody like, oh shit, this white boy just dog somebody. I don't know. Oh shit, this this white boy crazy. So uh, that was like one of my favorite memories from MGK. It's just like damn. <laughs> but um, yeah, he I I would say that he did you know, uh, I guess he start he at least started off as a rapper, rapper. Yeah. <laughs> he, he ain't like tried to dip in it when it was it, when it was hot. Yeah, and I, I I will say in his defense though, I, I brought his name kind of jokingly, but mm-hmm. at least he hasn't shitted on rap since he's done it. That's my main thing. It and wasn't people a have Miley to, Cyrus. Yeah, and Post Malone did it too. Mm-hmm. Post Malone got on as a rapper, then he started making other music, and then he started shitting on rap. And and see, and even with that's a good example too, because Post Malone he got shit, he got videos from high school. People showed me he got videos from high school before he made it. Singing country songs. Yeah. And playing the guitar and stuff like that. So that's a perfect example of somebody just trying to get in, just to get in and then just throw that shit to the side. So, yeah, MGK never did nothing like that. I don't even know if he even knew how to play a guitar back in the day. But, um, 
Yeah, it was it wasn't no post Malone shit where he was, you know, he had a good voice and singing country songs and covers and stuff like that, and then decided to rap, get hot, and then dip off on it. Yeah. And I'll give him credit for that, man. At least until I hear him shit on rap and say, hey, rap is actually terrible now. Yeah. Uh, nah, I won't call him a culture vulture, man. I just thought that was a strange knowing where he came from, seeing him on stage doing the, that rock shit <laughs> was just crazy, man. The fingernails and shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he man. Got, he got a hot ass girlfriend, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Knocking down, uh, what's her name? Transformers. Um, What's that bitch? What, that girl's name? I Meg- almost called her a bitch. I can't call her that. Megan something. <laughs> Is it Meg- uh, uh, What's her fucking name, man? Yeah. Now I gotta look this shit up because it's gonna bother me until I know. <laughs> it's fucking uh, Megan Fox. That's Megan right. Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. I don't know why I forgot Megan Fox name. Duh. Sidebar. Megan Fox is like the most overrated white woman in history. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. By far, I agree. I never like she's attractive, but yeah. The I remember when Transformers first came out, the movie, and people were talking about her like she was prom Beyonce or something, man, <laughs> or even prom Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Oh, she got ass. Like what? <laughs> Dog, she does yeah. not. I mean, she she's attractive, yes, but people were talking about. Like she's the finest actress in Hollywood, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't even put her in the top ten, dog. Like she yeah. was cute, yeah. But people were hyping her up like no other. Like yeah. y'all, take a break. Yeah, she's not that. I mean, she's like I said, she's attractive. Yeah. She has sexual appeal, sex appeal. Yeah, but nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, that's yeah. Like I, I think she looked good. But it's not like, holy shit, oh my God, stop what you're doing. Yes. Look what she wearing. Oh my goodness. It, it was never like that for me. People would always bring, like, she would be the go-to actress. Like, would you take $500,000 or a night with Megan Fox? <laughs> like, Megan Fox, you do better than that, please? Rihanna, yeah. maybe I would consider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Fox, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I know sidebar. I digress. <laughs> uh, keeping on track with the versus talk, though, um, there was some teasing, some back and forth jabbing, because Jermaine Dupree. I can actually pull up the exact tweet real quick. I should have done this yeah. earlier. But Jermaine Dupree has something to say about the versus format. You pull him up real quick. He posted something. Uh, in response, he said he was there when Fat Joe and uh, ja, ja, Rule. ja Rule were facing off. Here it is. And he tweeted this. I think he put it on Instagram, too. He said, somebody let Diddy know I'm at the garden right now, and he's going to need some training for me. <laughs> and now Diddy responded. Diddy, who's also known as Love right now. I'm never going to call this nigga Love. But he calls, he changed his name to Love. So I think he legally changed his name to Love. But uh, Diddy responded. He said, Beloved, you my nigga, but your arm's too short to box with God. You ain't got enough hits. I'll smash you with just Biggie and Mary. But I do have the utmost respect for you as a musical legend. Dre, the only one that can get in. <laughs> Dre, the only one that can get in the ring with me. 
Uh, that Signed was no love. respect <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, 100%. See, you ain't got no hits, but I got the utmost respect yeah. for you as an artist. I would kill you with just Biggie and Harry. <laughs> 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 that was uh, crazy. And rec- so, recently, too, um, I guess they was all on Instagram Live. I'm looking at it now. It's Fat Joe. They might still be on there, but Fat Joe, Diddy, Snoop, and JD was all on there. And uh, oh, wow. I guess I, I got the audio too. Um, JD apparently told him, "What R and B shit did you uh, sell for um, ten million records?" Mm-hmm. So, you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play that shit. All right. Pull it up. Put the date up. Shit up. Let's go. Put a date up, man. So they talk shit to each other. Somebody come see you, yo. I'll hit, I'll hit call time. Hey, yo, yo, I love my brother Usher, but we got a different type of soul. We hit different. We don't care about none of that. Our frequency hit different. You we ain't touch the no ladies. Shit gets flyer when our shit plays. Y'all you ain't sell me? no records though. What you talking about? Yo, JD, you talking about ten million, nigga? What R and B shit you got sold ten million? What? <laughs> Holla at me! Yo, bro, is that Diddy on there too? Is Diddy? I don't know. I don't know how much he's right now. I said ten million. Man, turn that shit off. Y'all don't even make that, so that's a remake. Ten million. Turn that shit off. I gotta make that. That's a remake. Happy Friday, everybody. That's a remake. I'm on my hands. I'm getting lost in the voices. Pause it real okay. quick. So who was the one saying what R&B shit you got sold to me? Was that uh, Diddy? That, that was JD. Oh, okay. Yeah, JD said, uh, yeah. I guess he's talking about Mariah Carey? Um, I, Either Mariah Carey or um, Usher, Usher, I guess. Maybe? Yeah, I guess Usher makes more sense, but yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting debate. Um so, so they start yeah, they start going back and forth. And like I said, you got Fat Joe and Snoop on here just watching, eating popcorn and <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh now we gotta we'll we'll kick it around the hypothetical. Number one, what do you think about Diddy's claim that Jermaine Dupree ain't got the hits to hang with Diddy? And do you think that Dre is the only one that can face off against Diddy in a fair match? Um, I, I disagree with Diddy, man, because the way these verses go, and I wish people understand this, it's not about how many hits you got, unless you just got a short catalog where, you know, you got one album, which these gentlemen clearly don't, but it's not about, oh, I got, I got so many hits. It's only 20, man. You got 20 songs and I've been saying this for a minute. The, I feel like the more catalogs you got, the more songs you got, the harder it is. Because look at somebody like a Jay-Z, if, if a Jay-Z did a versus. He going to leave a lot of songs off where we going to be, people going to be like, damn, he should have played this. Or damn, how, why he ain't play this? He ain't do nothing off of this album. It, it's it's going to be hard. And, you know, you got to you gotta come with 20 songs. I, I think it's hard for um, people like a Diddy, a JD, or uh, uh, a Dr. Dre. That's first of all. So the whole, hey, you ain't got enough hits for me, that, that don't make sense because we're not going through every one of your songs. We, go, we Only 20, your best 20. But um, I, I, think, I think Diddy and JD would make sense to me. I I don't think it's I don't I don't know why Diddy is looking down on JD like um like nah only Dre, 
I think Dre makes sense because it's Bad Boy versus Death Row. I think I do think that's the better match as far as that. But um, yeah, I don't think Diddy should be looking down on JD man because they they was damn near the same. I think Diddy might have more uh like rapidy rap shit. I think he I think um you know he got the the the, the biggies and the mace and shit like that. And I think uh, I think JD a little more. Um, he ain't really got too much of the street street shit like Diddy did, but I think it's a good matchup. They both did. They both got some rap shit. They both got R and B shit. I think it's a good matchup. I don't I don't know why Diddy act like he he all offended because JD called him out. That yeah, I think that's a I think that's an okay matchup. I think that's something people can watch. I think he could go back and forth with that. I don't. He, he J, maybe JD might not win, but I think it's a good matchup. I don't think it's crazy. The fuck, my bad. Uh, I'll go a step further, man. Not only do I think it would be fun to watch it, I think that would be a better watch than Dre and Diddy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, man, because JD and Diddy are both performers. They both know how to put on a show. Dre is not a performer like that. Yeah, he has the hits, but Dre don't never come out of his mansion for nothing, man. Like, last time we seen him was the NWA movie rollout, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Other than that, he don't come outside for nothing, man. He's not a performer. He he don't even want to drop another album officially. He don't want to follow up the Chronic 2001. So... Mm-hmm. He don't come outside for nothing. And Diddy and JD are still active doing their thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a much better watch. It won't do the numbers of a Dre and Diddy probably, but yeah. it'll be much better to watch them. And, and you're right that Diddy was way too, he was underplaying and underselling JD's catalog. JD can definitely hang with Diddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got to bring this up too, man. We've got to stop perpetuating this lie that Diddy was actually producing all this shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, let's be, let's keep it a hundred, man. JD is a real producer. Diddy was just in there pressing buttons and said, yeah. <laughs> added one little thing and said, Hey, I'm a co-producer on this too. It was a hit man producing I, that shit. I, th- I think Diddy, we can say Diddy is more responsible for how the song happened. Yeah. So he probably got the right producer the right artist and put and say, Hey, I need something like this. And exactly. sing it like this. I, I guess if you want to call that a producer, cool. But yeah, he probably He wasn't chopping up the samples. Yeah. He wasn't actually laying the drum patterns yeah. and shit. He probably ain't do that shit shit since ninety one if he was doing no. it. it, it nah, yeah. Man. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. And then the other thing that I guess people don't really think about too yeah, they've got a lot of songs with Mariah Carey, a lot of songs from Mary J and all this other stuff. We The way the verses works now is actually performing it. Yeah. So are they going to perform these songs or are they just going to stand there and play a Mary song or Usher song? So, you know, it, it get tricky with producers like this because, yeah, with, um, you know, when you look at looking at somebody like Bow Wow and Soldier Boy, these are their songs. So they actually mm-hmm. rapping these songs. But JD and um and and Diddy, 
they you know they're gonna play a big uh, a song that they wouldn't feature on, but they produced it. So are they performing that song or they just gonna play that song and just let it rock? You know what I mean? So because like the verses, the performance part is probably number one now at this point. So it, 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 it I think this with these two, it would have worked good during the Instagram days where you know they you were just sitting at a computer and you just play the song and like yeah I did this or somebody else play a song yeah I did this and them not being featured on it. But um, like or, like when Diddy played Mary's song. That like that I'm going down. So what is he gonna do? Is he just gonna stand there and say, "Yeah, I did this shit"? Is he gonna try to sing along with it? So I'm just wondering from a performance part how something like this gonna work. Honestly, from the performance perspective, it will be easier for Diddy because Diddy has a lot of solo content. He could do a versus just off his solo albums. Yeah, but you know he ain't going to just play the solo Yeah, of course shit, not. Yeah, he's going to do the Biggie shit. He's going to do remixes. Yeah. But I think he could he could do several verses. Let's be honest. If yeah. we're including all of Bad Boy, yeah. But he could do right. several verses. He could do but, a all R&B verses. He could yeah. do a all hip hop verses. But remember, he could do 20, a lot. It's 20 songs though. He got to yeah. fit all this shit into 20 songs. So you know That's he, true. Yeah, it, I, if he was just planning on just doing his shit, I think that that's good enough. I think he can hold his own with, with him actually being on the song, spitting verses or doing whatever he's doing. I think he can hold his own on that. But you know he ain't going to miss out on the Biggie verses or the songs he produced from, from Biggie or yeah. you know, shit he was responsible for, the Mary shit. So I'm I just I, I'm just wondering how that that's going to go. And the same thing with J.D., It'll be tougher for JD because JD don't got a whole lot of songs where he's actually rapping on it. Yeah, so like what he, he gonna he's gonna play, play money ain't he's yeah, probably he's <laughs> gonna play money ain't a thing and then Diddy gonna play victory and then so what else is JD gonna come with rap yeah. wise? You know yeah. he's gonna play some Debrat. Debrat probably gonna show up. Yeah, so there's well, that. You know he got some. He know he got to play some Mariah. The Mariah is not gonna show up. I, so. I know, he, I know but, but <laughs> yeah, but he has to play Mariah. His, that's one of his biggest hits. Yeah, <laughs> from Mariah, that Mariah album. So I don't know. It's just it's it's tricky with producers like this, man. Yeah. Because they you get, could bring Janet, but Janet, I don't know how they relationship is now. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So it, like I said, it's just so tricky with these type of artists because. You know, they, they, of course, they ain't going to sing all of these songs, but they got their hand in so much shit. And we seen it early on. You had people like Scott Storch playing the, <laughs> the one of the Dr. Drake joints. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, damn, like, I ain't know he produced that, but Dr. Dre, the name is all over that. You know what I mean? So it, it's, just, it's just tricky. And I think that's one of the reasons you don't see, you know, the regular producer, the Manny Freshes versus Scott Storch. Uh, versus mm. now because you actually got to perform now yeah man and i i think diddy might diddy the natural performer but jd's entertaining too yeah. so i don't know i think jd versus diddy i think they that made more they, they def, it does man it does and i hope they actually get that worked out and i, I feel like playing off that clip it seems like emotions are getting heated, so maybe they're going to get their egos, get the best of them, and it'll actually happen, man. But I would actually be really looking forward to that. I think that would be a great versus. Um, 
a, a Dre versus, it sounds weird, but that don't give me hype, man. Just because yeah. I, I just don't see him. Does he even remember the lyrics to his own shit at this point, man? When's the yeah. last time he performed that song from Friday? <laughs> or when was the last time he performed, period? Yes, it's been a long time. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think in the old format, in the old versus format, if he was just in the studio just playing shit from the computer... I think I think that would be a little better because he. Ain't oh yeah, Dre would have the edge. Yeah, but as far as like getting up there on stage, man, we we seen it, man. We we seen people get up there and it, it don't look good at all. <laughs> so I I just don't I just don't know. And even with him, he got a lot of shit he produced that he's yep. not on. So yeah, outside I mean outside of the chronic shit, yeah, unless he's just gonna play the whole chronic album, like. I just, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, I think it makes sense for him and Diddy as far as, like, Bad Boy versus Death Row. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we pieced it up. We was beefing before. Now we pieced it up, and we on the same stage. I think that's a good moment. But outside of that, like, I don't, I don't know. I'll watch that over the, uh, this Ja Rule versus Fat Joe, but oh yeah, it just don't, to me, it, it don't make no sense. One thing I did think of, though, um, and that might be the game changer, I feel like guests would actually show up for Dre. Because yeah. Dre, when, I feel like when Dre calls in the favor, you answer that. Yeah. So Dre is probably going to get Eminem to come out. Mm. Dre, he's definitely going to get Snoop Dogg to come out because Snoop yeah. Dogg loves the attention anyway. So it's yeah. Snoop going to be there. Yeah. 50 Cent might be there too, man. Mm. Like if he gets the power players from yeah. Death Row and Shady Aftermath to come through. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, that 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 might be the game changer there. Yeah, if they, that's one yeah, thing. If they do and, and to be honest, I think all of these dudes should do this because like I said, they're not on every song. I think it should be like a, you know, uh, if it was a Dre versus Diddy and Friends or JD and Friends mm. versus Diddy and Friends. I think that I think that would be dope. Because if you, you know, I know they got some big stars and I know all of them ain't going to come out there. But I mean, I, I feel like people will answer the phone for Diddy. <laughs> I, I feel like people. I don't know, man. People, I, I, his old artists, I don't think they're on the best grounds with him. I think yeah. he still owes niggas a lot of money. So <laughs> I don't know if Carl Thomas now, and all them going to yeah. come out for Diddy. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I, I feel like he could get away without Carl Thomas. Do you think he Sean could, ain't coming out for Sh- Diddy? Sean ain't. <laughs> <laughs> he, a, he a politician, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he got enough joints where he could get certain people to come out. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm sure he'll get some guests, but I, I think a lot of his old artists, like I said, they they were in them slave contracts, man. I don't. I think yeah. they're owed some money, and I don't think they want to see Diddy. You know, <laughs> fucking the, the locks had to bully their way out their yeah. contract, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think you could get people like Lil Kim. You could get Lil Kim. Yeah, out Lil there. Kim gonna come. Mace yeah. ain't gonna come. You don't, you don't think so? I, nah, they they have beef, man. I, I don't know if that's patched up yet. I think I thought they patched that up. I, maybe, but yeah. yeah, I just don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Mace was another one who had to bully himself out of his own contract with Bad Boy. So yeah. I don't know if Mace gonna come through, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, things have patched up. Maybe he will come. Through. Yeah, shit. Mace was about to come out with the locks. <laughs> yeah, he did versus. say. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. So maybe Mace yeah. would come through. Yeah, 
Yeah. Remember MGK was signed to Bad Boy at one point? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that sounds kind of wild now. It is. Yeah, he got out scot-free, too. <laughs> he ain't stuck over there, so. <laughs> yeah, after allegedly getting blackballed from Eminem. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it'll be fire to see Mason Diddy do All About the Benjamins again, even though they're old and flabby. Like, it'll still be fun. That'll be yeah, a, a fun a moment, moment to see. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not All About the Benjamins. I meant uh, More Money, More Problems. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be fire. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see, man. Hopefully, these big names getting invested in the verses will be will mean we'll get a better matchup in the future. Uh, we can't be doing jaw rules and fat jails anymore, man. We we got to yeah. move up enough. Yeah. Hopefully, the format changes. Um, everybody wants to do it, man. Kanye said he wanted Drake. We talked about the last podcast. Kanye said he wanted Drake in the verses, yeah. and Drake didn't reply or respond or had his own reasons for not doing it, but. He ain't going to do the that. The big shit. names want to do it, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. I, Kanye, I think Kanye would be bad at this versus, man. Uh, He won't pick the right songs. I don't know, man. He's going to be a little I, too cocky. He's going he gonna to play he gonna play a lot of shit off of Yeezus and... Mm, nah. Nah. He, I, I, nah. He, Con- he wouldn't even do that at his concert, man. It's a lot of shit he left off at his own concert. But his concerts are usually revolving around his newer music. But I feel like if he was doing the best, of, like he knows what his what's of his catalog is fire and what's gonna. You, re- you, you banking on that? <laughs> I, I don't think he's gonna pick a lot of Yeezus songs for his verses, man. Yeah. Especially if he's just, going against a Drake, he knows just, what he has to bring to the table to battle Drake. Anything um, before 2013. I'm, see, I'm not, I don't trust Kanye enough to bank on that, man. I feel like he, he'd fuck around and play some shit off of Life of Pablo. He'd play some uh, shit off of Ye. I, I, I don't trust Kanye uh, enough, man. It, I, don't, I don't trust him enough where he'd be like, you know what, let me, let me get rid of all that shit. Let me play some shit from College Dropout. Let me just go, all, you know, go during this period of time. I, I, I feel like he's gonna feel himself too much. He's gonna feel like everything he do is hot. So he's gonna play some recent shit. I, I I think the game changer is him battling Drake because he hates Drake and he wants to beat Drake and show him. Like, look, if Kanye plays his best 20 versus Drake's 20, Kanye gonna smoke him. Yeah. Like, let, let's be real, man. Drake, Drake got a few where he, it's gonna be a tough call. But 20 songs, 20, Kanye's best 20 versus Drake's best 20 is not a competition. And Drake, mm-hmm. Kanye knows that, man. I think yeah. him battling Drake would motivate him to only play the shit that he knows is going to resonate with the audience. He ain't going to overplay the but, Christian songs but, and all that shit. But do you, the, do you think he know what resonates with the audience? Or he just yeah. in his own world? And I think... A little bit of both. He is uh, he's always in his own world. But See, he knows that the shit he knows the shit from graduation still slaps today. Yeah. Like he knows he gotta play flashing lights. But he knows that he, much, yeah, man. I know I know he ain't gonna miss his big hits, but do you feel like he thinks um a song off of Ye can beat anything Drake got? No. So you think I don't think so. So you think he'll get smoked if he plays something off or or you think he would think 
that um, I can't play nothing off of Ye because that ain't better than what Drake got. He knows or, he has to play his hits, and Ye ain't got no hits. No, but uh, he I, knows I, that I, much. I just feel like Kanye too damn cocky, where he might be like, hey, "Let me play this." He might pull a Gucci man, where he like, "Man, I got here. I, let me play this. This is better than what you got." Type thing. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Because I, I I don't question his geniusness, and I do think he got a whole, he got a lot of songs better than Drake, but mm-hmm. I'm just I I just don't trust him to be like all right, let me get in a game mode. I'm you know I ain't gonna play nothing after um my twisted dark fantasy and so I'm gonna just stick in this area. I I'm, I'm scared he gonna get on stage and play something from Jesus is King or some he gonna throw us for a loop. So that, that's the only thing I'm worried about, man. If he did do something like that, I don't think I don't, he I would. Think he, like, I, I don't think see, because if you look at somebody like a Jeezy, Jeezy mm-hmm. knew where his shit was. Jeezy wasn't gonna play nothing off his new album or his uh, his last two recent albums. He's gonna stick with that TM one on one or you know that Thug Motivation one on one. He he gonna stick where he was hot at. He know no, niggas ain't don't want to hear the new Jeezy shit, so he he was smart with it. I just don't know if Kanye would is thinking like that, man. I just disagree, man. I think he, like I said, I think the game changer is him battling Drake. I think if he battled anybody else, yeah, you probably hear a whole lot of the Christian side of Kanye, but him knowing that Drake is the biggest star in rap, he knows he can't fuck around with that. He has to he has to put him out. So I think that alone will motivate him to only play the shit that he knows. Like he knows what is. He's not like Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane literally did not know what songs people like the most. <laughs> Kanye's done sellouts. He knows what his biggest hits are. The only thing I think the problem with Kanye is I think he would. You know how he is in front of a microphone. Yeah. He would go off on some fucking rant and completely lose the audience talking about maybe he go political and talk about Joe Biden or say some <laughs> stupid shit that yeah. will sabotage himself. Cause you know, he can't help himself when he got a microphone and an audience. Yeah. That's the thing I'm worried about. If he mm-hmm. did do this, is all hypothetical of course, yeah. but if he did do it, I think he would go on some kind of ADD rant for 20 minutes <laughs> and, and lose the crowd. But we're, if we're talking about music, I think, yeah, I, I just think he would, he would stick to what he knows would kill He'll bring Drake. Bring his A game. Yeah. Okay. Did that, like I said, I think the key is Drake. I think if he played, if he battled anybody else, maybe somebody he was friends with, he would he would play a lot of the bullshit. You know, not the bullshit, but the newer stuff that people are more polarized on. But yeah. nah, he knows he got to get Drake yeah, out of here. I'm, yeah, I'm just scared to bank on Kanye, man. And we seen yeah. like, we seen other people in the verses play some shit where we like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck did they play that? And mm-hmm. it's just like, damn, they missed the opportunity to play this song, or so. It, it, like, just looking at the the uh, I guess the uh, the track record of a Kanye, not really. You could tell sometimes he don't be listening to people, and mm-hmm. he got a whole bunch of yes men, and you know he don't take. It seemed like he don't take no advice, and um, I like I I seen it with RZA, man. When I know this is one of the old verses, but RZA DJ Premier, he. RZA start playing some shit where he's like, what, what the fuck? What, what the fuck is this? Like, he try to play some shit off his new album or mm-hmm. his newest album. It's like, man, don't nobody want to hear that. I was just afraid that Kanye will pull some shit like that where it's just like, damn, like, dog, you ain't played nothing. You ain't played this. 
you missed out on this. That, that I, I'll just that's the one thing I'll be scared of for Kanye. But yeah, no, nah, honestly, he got hits for days though. He could probably, honestly, he could probably play a lot of shit and be better than Drake. Yeah, and and, and that's the only reason why I would be picking Kanye. But yeah, I, I understand if like, look, he's he's un, when you count on him the most, <laughs> yeah. he'll let you down. Like we were with Jesus is King. But then when we counted him out, he came back with Donda. So, yeah. like, look, that's just a cycle of Kanye. Yeah. You know, but so I understand the sentiment, but I just think he would get Drake out of here. And he knows he would have to get Drake out of here. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that, that would not be a competition. I got to say, man, Kanye, if he played his best 20 versus Drake's 20, mm-hmm. he would get smoked, man. But, yeah. That's just my opinion. We're still mob tie certified, though. Qualified. Yeah. So can't forget that. Um, yeah. uh, does that about wrap it up this week, man? Is there anything else you want to? Oh, yeah. A uh, quick review. I did see a, uh, a documentary. There is a new Rick James documentary on Showtime. Hmm. Uh, I forget the name of it. I completely forgot the name of it. It's a Rick James documentary on Showtime. Uh, I thought it was very good. Mm. Um, probably the most Is comprehensive. Yeah, I think so. Bitch in the sound and fury of Rick James. Yeah, it was really well done, man. Probably the most comprehensive look at his life. Um, one of his daughters, uh, I, I guess was kind of the main focus. She narrated it a little bit. And uh, was kind of kind of the focus in the beginning in, in some parts, but nah, it got Boosie Collins is in it too. Uh, who else was in it? Uh, Ice Cube was in it. Um, people, his former band, the Mary Jane Girls, all of them were in it. Uh, pretty much everybody who was alive. Uh, George Clinton wasn't in it, unfortunately, but uh, nah, it was a good number of people recollecting about his life, all the the good and the bad, and there was a lot of bad in it too. But nah, it was a very, very good documentary, man. I recommend it. Uh, if you're a fan of Rick James, even if you just want he Rick James, people really don't realize it. I, I guess the the Chappelle show skit shed some light on it, but Rick James was legitimately probably one of the craziest niggas to ever live on earth. Yeah. Honestly, man. He was ridiculous. <laughs> and the, even looking back, like I know it was a different time in the 80s, but how he got away with all the shit he was doing. Yeah, to women and insane. all that. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was crazy, man. Yeah. But, uh, nah, he was a crazy figure. And that was a good documentary, man. I highly recommend y'all watch it. Yeah. Check it out. It's on Showtime. I'm sure there's other methods you could get to watch it if you don't have Showtime like I use, but I'm not going to get into all that. Yeah. I, but uh, It, it kind of made me wish I lived in the 80s to experience 100%, all that shit, man. man. It seemed like they used to party and just have fun. It wasn't, I mean, of course, it was bullshit going on, but yeah, it seemed like it was more friendly back then. It wasn't closed off. It's like, hey, you like to party? Let's party. And you don't even got to know that person. So it, it, it's the eight, man. I wish I was actually grown in the 80s. <laughs> Me too, man. Like, if there's one era I could travel back to, it would probably be the 80s just to live. Can you imagine being alive and being like an adult? When yeah. Thriller first came out, yeah. or when Purple Rain first came out, yeah. imagine turning on a radio and hearing when doves cry for the first time in your life, man. Yeah, that would be so crazy. I think yeah. about that all the time. Like, yeah. we never have moments like that now where you remember when a song hit. 
Yeah. Yep. I can't think of nothing like that that yeah. compares to when Michael Jackson dropped Thriller. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. And j- just imagine if we were both doing what we do now, working yes. the radio. Doing a music, Yes. And just just being oh we got an interview with Prince Prince is coming up to the, <laughs> or Michael Jackson coming up to the station or Bootsy Collins or uh, George Clinton and the Funkadelics and like oh, that shit is crazy I, I had an old um, coworker back in Cleveland he been around for years but um, he, he was telling me how George Clinton came up to the um, radio station he was working at mm-hmm. and they came like two hours late. They jumped off the bus. They was high as ever. It was just double E. <laughs> and um, they came. He, he said it was like the coolest thing ever. I'm like, damn. Like, we don't experience nothing like that. <laughs> nah, man. I actually met George Clinton uh, a few years back on mm. a Cleverly, rest in peace, uh, has a cooking show on six has on 650, the radio mm. station in Houston here. And uh, she had George Clinton. Damn. On somehow, I don't even know how she got him, Damn. but he came through. I didn't even recognize him at first. I got a picture with him, but I didn't even recognize him at first. It was like Damn. he was dressed in all black with a black hat on, like a pastor or something. I'm like, whoa, this is a George Clinton, really? But nah, that shit was fire, man. Uh, but yeah, imagine meeting them in their primes. Yeah. Uh, like Steven Tyler came to the station once, too. I remember mm. that. Yeah. Uh, but imagine meeting these people in their prime. Imagine meeting Prince. Yeah. Imagine me being around Michael Jackson around in the 80s, man. It would be a life-changing event, probably. Yeah. I can't think of anybody in music. I'm really I would really lose my mind if I met them in person. Like yeah. it would be cool to meet Drake. It would yeah. be super cool to meet Drake. But I would pass out <laughs> or yeah. do nothing. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. be in super fanboy mode yeah. if Drake came through. I'd be I, like, oh shit, it's Drake. What up, Drake? Yeah, I think the only person that will be close to pass out mode is probably Beyonce. That's probably yeah. the closest to pass out mode you could get to. If I met Beyonce and Rihanna in real life, I'd probably feel lightheaded. Really? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, w- I would be nervous for sure. Oh, because definitely. You, you, you know, have you been around a celebrity where you just kind of like, oh shit, like yeah. this really them and you don't know what I to I don't want to sound stupid, but yeah. now I sound stupid trying to not sound stupid. Yeah. Yeah, uh, trying to act like I'm not starstruck. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how. Yeah, definitely like that with Beyonce. I, I won't pass out or nothing, but it would be like holy shit. <laughs> like yeah. I would be scared to say something or yeah. be speechless a little bit. So um, yeah, it's other people. It, it's funny because working in this industry, um, I worked at the country station doing uh, like uh, street team stuff, promotion stuff. So I've met a lot of country artists and had no idea who they were. And it's mm-hmm. and it didn't bother me. It was just like, hey, how you doing? And you know, I could keep up with the conversation because I have no idea who this person is. But um if it was somebody I actually knew, it it would be a different story. It's like, holy shit, like I don't know what to say and all this other stuff. But um yeah, if it uh, Beyonce, I would be like like oh my god that that would yeah. be that would be something I would tell my kids. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Where I'm like yeah, I met her at the radio station, blah blah blah. But uh, outside of that, outside of the uh, Rihanna's, maybe uh, shit, I don't know, man. I don't think I think it'd be cool to meet Drake, but Drake be all over the place. Yeah, he's not really exclusive. Where you know you barely see him out. 
So yeah, so I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think that would be a, the 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 coolest story. Yeah, uh, meeting Jay would be cool too. I'll probably be a little mer- nervous beating Jay. Oh, I was yeah, talking to my 100%. homeboy about it the other day. He was like, You'd be super nervous if you met Jay. I'm like, Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's nobody like, like I said, there's nothing that compares to like meeting Prince in his prime, meeting Michael Jackson in his prime. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, that was an era of music that we just can't replicate yeah. today, man. Yeah. But, you, you just gotta think because I had aunties who, um, used to try to find where, um, Michael J- Michael Jackson State, what hotel he was mm-hmm. at, what car, and all this other stuff. Who do you do that for now? Nah, nobody. Like my mom was a super Michael Jackson fan too. She went on the victory tour, I think that Michael Jackson did uh, with the Jackson Five. This was actually around the time when Thriller was dropping. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she went to that show like three times all over Texas. Like she Damn. went to the Houston show, then went to the Dallas show and San Antonio, all that shit. <laughs> she followed him around going to the shows, man. Damn. She said she went to the purple rain show too with Prince. She had the mask <laughs> that he wore in that movie too. So yeah, man, I, I can't think of anybody. I'd be Damn. that hyped to see. Uh, did you, do your mom have a story where um, some type of celebrity tried to get with her? She does. It was a former Oiler player. I can't remember his name. The Houston Oilers had a player who she said tried to get at him. And she said this story all the time, man. Uh, I can't remember his name, though. But, yeah, she talks about this shit all the time. Yeah, my mom got a story where uh, she, well, it ain't a story, but she said Ronald Isley tried to get get with him. Oh, wow. Ronald Isley. And she she was like, he was ugly. She she didn't really really like him like that. I'm like, damn, mom, you could have been rich or something. You could have, like, but uh, she was like, he was ugly. But um, that's hilarious. Yeah, I I thought that was funny. And she uh, she still feel like he ugly, too. I mean, he's not an attractive guy, but yeah, you know how some money changed people or oh, once yeah. they get famous, like oh dang, he wasn't even that bad. But she was just like, ugh, nah. That's hilarious. <laughs> nah, I mean, look, he he wasn't very attractive, I guess, but nah, his his music, yeah, I guess, made him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that note, have you seen anything, man? You been watching anything? Nah, I, I nah, I haven't watched. Oh, the, the one thing I have been watching was uh, I finally finished it, but it's a uh, series on Peacock called Doctor Death. Okay, I don't, I don't know if you heard of that, but it's I've ba- heard of it. It's based on a true story too about uh, a surgeon or whoever, uh, whatever it is, was pretty much tearing up people doing surgery, and mm-hmm. it and he, it was based in uh, Texas too. That was the crazy part about it. So this dude was in Dallas. He was kind of floating all over the place, but um, yeah, it was really good, man. It was it was it's crazy. Don't I, I've, if you want to watch it, don't eat dinner while watching it. Yeah, yeah, because just imagine uh, somebody doing surgery, and this guy is fucking people up. Like he taking a hammer, he like hammering people. He doing all type of shit, and um, it was pretty much killing people, man. So if somebody come in because they need something, some type of little minor surgery, they'll they'll fuck around, lead a surgery, paralyzed, or uh, have life uh, lifelong you know injuries or you know whatever. And um, yeah, it it was crazy, man. I, I say watch it; it's, it's pretty good. And uh, I'm gonna probably watch the documentary. Next. It's a documentary on it. 
But based on the true story, and the guy's in jail now. He in jail Damn. pretty much for life. <laughs> but it was crazy. Now I've heard of that, man. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna try to check it out. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh those are your recommendations for this week. I know we haven't done any movie or TV show reviews really lately, but I'm gonna try to bring that back, man. Especially when it's been a light week for music these days. So Yeah. Um, I think that's about it, man. We could probably go ahead and wrap up this edition of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we need the Anita Baker playing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as always, man. Y'all know we love y'all. Thank y'all for listening to the podcast this week. Thank y'all for listening every week. Another special shout out to our friend of the show, special guest last week, Josh Meese. A uh, good interview. Make sure y'all check that on YouTube for the full interview. We just put a portion of it on the podcast. Make sure you check out the full interview on YouTube on our YouTube page. Uh, shout out to him again for sharing his story. Good interview, man. We had a good time with him. Yeah. So- uh, yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. It was a good gift. Our boy uh, John Lopez came through for the podcast, man, hooking yeah. us up with these movers and shakers in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> So appreciate that. Uh, appreciate uh, Jasmine, of course, uh, doing everything she does, promoting the podcast in the background. Love her as well. Thank her for the job she's doing. Uh, anybody else? All y'all day ones, y'all know who y'all are. Tab, make sure y'all check out that man website, tabtechunlocksim.com. All your phone and unlocking needs. Uh, and everybody else, man, we love y'all. Make sure you check out Figgy. It's like It's been a hot week. Football heating back up. Mm-hmm. So make sure you stay tuned to Sports Radio 610 and also on the Odyssey app. Check out In the Loop 10 to 2. Figgy Fig curating the vibes, doing the damn thing. I heard you chiming in a bit, man. I heard they was going a little hard on David Cully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like a, I heard you I'm like a David Cully, uh, I guess, defender now, man. He, 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 he seemed like, uh, like a cool dude, man. You can't. I, I never heard anybody say anything bad about this dude. So it is what it is, man. People be looking for the coaches to draw plays and shit. If you don't do that, man, so what, man? I'm, I'm cool with him, man. <laughs> me too. Like, Way Smith actually brought me around to him because I was hating too. I was like, look, we need a good coach. This yeah. guy, guy is old and never coached before. Mm-hmm. But nah, he's a good dude, man. You can't see him in these press conferences and. and He's not like Bill O'Brien, who was always an asshole, it seemed like. Even when he tried to be nice, he gave, he gave off those bad vibes. Yeah. David Cully seems like a genuine good guy. I don't see yeah. how you can root against him, man. Yeah. That's somebody, um, that's somebody, I know he, he probably don't know nothing about no hip-hop or nothing, but no, that's somebody yeah. I would love to get on the podcast just to spread oh, some yeah. positivity, man. He, he seemed yeah. cool. We'd probably be talking for hours, because you could tell he a talker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is, man. He is. And I feel bad he has to answer these unfortunate questions about everything going on, even though he has no control over it with Deshaun Watson and all that shit. But, hey, it is what it is, man. I tell you what, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> he's a competitor. Nothing has changed. Nothing, nothing has changed. Like, oh, yeah. Nothing has changed. <laughs> yes. We're still day to day. Okay. Well, I have no idea what that means, but just keep saying it. Maybe we'll, we'll start to make that, sense of it. We're taking it one week at a time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this whole thing is so crazy. Yeah. Uh so yeah, shout out to all that. Shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. We love y'all all. And until next time. Peace. peace.